Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. A summer drive on SEM with thanks to Hyundai, all new Hyundai Staria Load. Fits in everything. And Blundstone, back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. My name's Max Rushton. Alongside me, Mark Bosnich and Boz. Uh, welcome. Yes. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I, I hope I sound okay, but just to let everyone know, I'm actually doing this from home. Um, now, do you want me to tell them the reason why, Max? Well, or should we leave that well, for a later later time? No, no. I, I think we have to we have to explain well, to the listeners. I, that, I'm happy that... to be like I'm happy to be open. There was quite a bit of confusion, and maybe some people are having confusion with this as well. Um, sure. So I, I'll, I'll say it right from the top. Okay. Say it from the top, so boss. My, Don't hold right, back. Right from my top. Okay. So my ten year old daughter Allegra. Uh, on Friday, tested positive. Okay. Yes. Uh, on on a rat for for COVID. Uh, completely mm -hmm. asymptomatic. Um, I tested negative, as did the rest of the family. Uh, mm -hmm. We went to get a PCR. Legger and myself on Saturday. I'm negative. She's positive. Got it. Now her mother and her five year old brother tested positive on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I again tested negative. Now originally, when I was coming in for the first two days, uh, what I was what I was told that if I had a negative PCR and a negative rat, that I was okay to come in. But that's now been changed. I have to stay home. Subsequently, um, I don't know why. I mean, we've hopefully got uh, uh, Dr. Ziad, my my friend, on later on. He might be able to explain it. Yeah. Um, but I, I've tested negative each and every day, um, both to I mean, PCR and yeah. and to rats. Um, so I obviously isolating at home, but I was not allowed to come in today. And just to let everyone know, I'm boosted. Uh, so is my fiance Sarah, and the two kids who are five and ten have both had their first dose. Now both kids are completely asymptomatic, um, and Sarah had just had had a sore throat on Friday and Saturday, and was a little bit fatigued. So I, I, hopefully that helps people. But um, that, that's just to let you know about the confusions a little bit with the rules as well. Well, it's been it's been an ordeal today the fact that we are even here and broadcasting is quite extraordinary mark bosnich his line dropped at two minutes to three at half past two he didn't have a microphone he had just got a piece of string and a cup connected between the sydney studios and his house his wife unbeknownst to anyone his fiance designs microphones and she had a room full of them but she hadn't told anyone and then she brought one in and then it couldn't plug in but we could plug it in it was a gibbo thought this would be his show he could host the whole show. But as it turns out, Mark Bosnich is here. And what we've learned is COVID cannot catch Mark Bosnich. It is impregnable. He is the well, ultimate shot stopper. He put well. on his Royce goalkeeper gloves and that was it. COVID is trying to score and Bosnich keeps tipping COVID around well, the post. And there he is. Very, he's yeah. here and he's live for the people of Sydney, for the people in the Harbour City, for 1620 on the Gold Coast, for the people listening on the SendQ DAB Plus thing, whatever that is. People listening live on the SEN app and people listening belatedly on the podcast. Because they are, they they just don't want to listen to us live. Because we honestly, there's a lot of flannel, and that cuts out all of the the chaff, doesn't it? Gibbo, welcome to the show. Well, welcome to the show, Gibbo, as well. And just to say, Maxie, that was a fantastic uh, little little thing, and thank you very much. But I'm not. Okay. I, I'm holding. I'm fingers crossed. Yeah, 
I'm not so sure about that, but fingers fingers crossed. That's all. Other yeah. thing we should say is that Boz is uh, uh, no way of connecting the microphone to the table, so he's holding it a bit like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing the yes, whole show. Correct. There's correct. any point, but Boz will just start going. I've well, lived, I've <laughs> laughed and cried. I've seen my Yeah, Frank or, or Bruce Springsteen, but uh, Gibbo, uh, yeah. Um, that was quite an ordeal trying to get me uh, to, to, to get a decent microphone. Like I said, Sarah, my fiance came in with one, but then it was mm. a whole contraption, which was great, but I couldn't connect it to anything. But uh, yeah, you shouldn't be right, talking about Sarah's I'm, contraption. I'm, yeah. It's only three in the afternoon. Honestly, people. <laughs> um, Gibbo, welcome. Hello, mate. G'day, Max. G'day, Bozza. I have to say for a second there, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh no, this is my opportunity. Yeah. Bozza's gone down. And yeah, I feel like any guy who's, broadcasting career is you know just starting to grow you need some people to go down every now and then yeah hopefully 100%. they're okay but and i thought oh no this is it this is it but Bozza, i'm glad to have you back here again after a massive game last night well, can you get yeah. your thoughts well all right hang on one you, second <laughs> one second maxi is, is, maxi is, is Gibbo getting into question asking territory there, maxi <laughs> What are you doing? You're asking questions. Because we should say there's no Brooksy today. Mm. And it's very worrying because Ben, who normally produces the breakfast show, which presumably actually has some content in it, uh, Mm. he's producing the show. He's not an on-air producer, so we can hammer him. And he's got no comeback. But he's given us a lot of content to get through in today's program. I'm not sure that's what the listeners want. He's sent me like two and a half pages of notes, which I'm happy to read at any time. But listen, Gibbo, you asked a question. Yeah, there you are. You're hosting already. Um, yeah. Hello to Spanky in Helensboro. Says Mark, uh, Mark Jr., Max, love you too, individually and as a pair. Please try today from your friend Spanky. Well, we Spanky, try, this we whole try show. We try everything every day. We try, yeah. we try as hard as yeah. we can. Gibbo, well, you, what, your question was about the Socceroos 2-2 draw with Oman. Yes. wasn't it? And you wanted to ask which one of us about it specifically? I'd love Boz's thoughts. I'm a casual football fan and right. mm-hmm. you hear when the Socceroos are going well and then you hear when they're going poor. The Matildas had a poor result. Bozza, what is going on in Australian football? That's two questions, well, Max. That, that's, <laughs> no, that, that's okay. So no, that's this. okay because I've, I've been ready for I, – I actually got uh, – well, off the back of our conversation the other day of Daniel Jesse, I actually got up at about 6.30 to, to look at a replay, but it wasn't up yet. But that's another story altogether. The 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 thing about Australian football, uh, it needs a complete reboot. Now, I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible um, because I could just go on and on and on. No, uh, no, we've got three hours, we quali- mate. Come on. Fill it I up. know, but it doesn't matter. We can keep coming back to it. Whether we qualify or not, the whole thing needs a complete reboot from top to bottom. All right? The leagues, and when I say the leagues, the A-League and the MPLs, they need to align. The grassroots is all over the place and has been for quite some time. The fees are completely out of control. And we are producing robotic players, completely robotic players. And you've seen as well, um, you know, with the Matildas, uh, especially when they when they went one goal down, uh, with the exception, you have to say, of Sam Kerr, it's pretty similar. And apparently it's pretty similar what's going through. Now, on the Socceroos last night, um, regardless of robotic players or not, and regardless of anything else, you should not be drawing with Oman in an important World Cup qualifier. You should not be drawing with China in an important World Cup qualifier. You take those two... Uh, wins out of those games gives you four points you're on top of the table right now we're in big trouble in terms of if we come third if we come third my belief and i've said this before is that we will not qualify because first and foremost we've got to beat the third place team in the other asian group as for the moment it looks like united arab emirates who are coached by the ex-soccer coach bert van marwick 
And then whoever wins that game will play a one-off game against the fifth place South American qualifier. Now, let's get to the game. Let's talk first and foremost about the actual game. Once again, a really a, a decent first half, you have to say. But second half, as uh, as soon as um, uh, the Croatian coach for uh, Oman, whose name escapes me right now, changed it around a bit, we had no comeback whatsoever. Okay? And this comes down to the manager. And I've told him this before. And I've known Graham Arnold since I've been 14 years of age, yeah? And we've had good moments and bad moments in terms of friends. Um, but as I said to him when he got the job, look, you don't expect me just because I'm your friend just to sort of say, say it, you know, just to sort of, you know, give it a boys club one, basically. And, and he knows that. And I had a crack at him after I heard him come out and say after they got one, uh, one point out of six uh, against Saudi Arabia and Japan, uh, oh, everything's going fine. No, it's not, Graham. All right. And you always told me that you had plan B, plan C, plan D. That is quite apparent that you don't. Okay. And the other thing as well, you know, and this is coming down to a technical point of view. You've got a boy in friend, uh, friends, Karacic, who's on the right back. Okay. Who's played, I think somebody put up today, 135 minutes of football. And he only played last Thursday against Vietnam. And you've got Ryan Grant on the bench. So don't you think when they stopped the supply going down that side in the first half, which Boyle was doing really, really well, that you would have made a change and actually brought Ryan Grant on for him. And also, like I said, when they do make changes and they bottle up the likes of our individual players like Matthew Leckie, like Tommy Rogic, like Boyle, which they did do for the second half, you've got to have a plan B and a plan C to go to. And it's quite apparent that you haven't. Have, now the have, players um, have got to take the go on. The have, players have, have got to take yeah. the, the players have got to take their share of responsibility as well. Because, like I said before, you can say what you want about the playing group, but and this is no disrespect to China and Oman, you should not be drawing with those two teams. In the end, that will cost us. Now, they keep saying it's still in our hands. Well, okay, if you beat Japan and you beat Saudi Arabia, it's still going to depend on how much J Japan will beat Vietnam in that last game. But I really do think that Football Australia have to have a serious think that if we go into the playoff, is Graham Arnold the right man to lead us into those playoff games? And after what I've seen during this World Cup qualifiers, as well as the Asian Championship, the answer to that question right now, in my opinion, is no. Um, do the players, uh, you say you need to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. You've got to have the players to be able to do that. You've got to have a different type of player. If you want to have a different plan, is there a, uh, is there a case to say, actually, just there aren't that enough decent Australian footballers at the moment? Well, that, there is a case to say that. There's no doubt about that. But I still think that's an easy way out. You know, just, just like when we heard the other day from Daniel Georgeski talking about oh, we've got small problems, you know, COVID and this, that. People say COVID's all over the world. You mm -hmm. know, every team has got those problems, okay, in terms of COVID. Every sporting code, every person. I've had, an, you know, a, a small minor issue today to what some people have had, and we'll talk about that later to the doctor and some of the things that he's seen in emergency and so forth, right? We have got the players that we've got, simple as that. Now, they might not be as good as uh, generations before, well, that, that's down to opinion and how they're going to do. At the moment, it's it's leaning that way. But this has been coming for some time. And and that's where you, you could say, Maxi, yeah, you do have a point. So even last time under Ange Postacoglu, um, you know, it, you know it, 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 we had to go through the playoff route. So it, it was difficult, okay? And he had to try to change things around. He came under a lot of criticism, but he got us there. Now, the bottom line is this. It's easy, as I said to you before, Maxi, in football to change one person is to change 23 players. And you're accountable as the manager to your team's performance. As simple as that. That's the way it always has been and the way that it always will be. And especially with national teams because you're limited about the amount of players that you need to pick. Okay, so 
stop with this sugar coating everything, you know, and we've heard it before, you know, and then, you know, I was watching the replay today and, and Luke Wilshere, who I, who I, I love Luke Wilshere. Okay. He's on their TV with, with Mark Milligan, who I love as well, but maybe that's a good reason why they, they say to try to keep players, you know, off TV for, for a certain amount of years before they can comment on it because they don't want to say anything. But when I heard Luke Wilshere say, we've got to look at the positives. I nearly like, you know, I nearly chuck something at the TV that was the time to pick the performance apart. Okay. Well, for me, the time was a little bit earlier, but for them, that was the time to pick it apart. And once again, it wasn't. Okay. And you got people screaming on social media, people screaming down the phone to me as well saying, what is going on? It is your job as a commentator. And I've done it for 12 years to pick apart for the public, exactly what's going on. No problem to, to turn around and to criticize somebody in a constructive way. And to say, right, where do we go from now? This is exactly exactly what we're going to do right here, right now. Where do we go from here? I would turn around to Graham and say, listen, you've got these two games. If you don't qualify automatically, I'm sorry, but we're going to go a different way. Graham needs to say to the players, listen, we're going to have to employ a style, right, that basically is going to do the best against first and foremost Japan and then for Saudi Arabia. Barring injuries, this is exactly how it's going to go. So just prepare yourself for these games. Because I'm not with, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it might be the best thing that we don't qualify for the World Cup. I'm not in that crowd. I think it's a disaster if you don't qualify for the World Cup, and especially at this moment in time, because I think, number one, you need the kudos. Number two, the money is very important for the Federation, for the whole game. Okay? But long-term, and I don't like using the word long-term, because I actually think that we need near-term, 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 coming back to Gibbo's original question. Yeah? We've got to have, whether we qualify or not, a complete look at everything in the game and stop, and I'm saying to you, stop putting away or shunning away good people in the game. There are so many good people, so many good people that even foreigners that have come over here that basically, I'll I'll tell you what happens a lot. They bring them in, they get all their ideas and they think they can do it themselves. It doesn't work like that. Stop doing that. Start working for the game instead of just working in it. I feel like there should be a standing ovation or something for Mark Bosnich. If you want to have your say, the Ryko Filters call line, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. You can text 0457-736-736. The Twitter, uh, at Max Rushton, at real Mark Bosnich, official Mark Bosnich. What are you? What's your Twitter handle, Boz? Um, The real Bozzer, I think. The real Bozzer, at the real Bozzer. Um, what would you have thrown contraptions? Because I've got all these contraptions <laughs> everywhere, Max. It's a little bit difficult for me um, to, to sort of get everything, you know, at oh, once. You're so. in your flow. The real yeah, buzzer. Uh, what? What? Um, what would you? What would you have thrown at the TV, uh, Buzz? Well, at, at at that time of the morning when I was watching my coffee, mm-hmm. your coffee yeah. at the TV. So look, yeah. we can happily do the text subject. When have you thrown something at the TV? I'm really happy yeah. with that. Uh, oh, uh, the text number oh four five seven. 736 736. Um, a couple of other things th- that we should discuss. Um, producer Ben, um, the reason we haven't had a production meeting today is because producer Ben went to buy a coffee and uh, uh, came back and realized they'd charged him $410 for a coffee and a bottle of water, which seems steep. I know Sydney cafes can be expensive. Um, uh, Sturg says, Bozza's dealing truth bombs. Uh, Spanky says, gorgeous start. Thank you so much. The text number 0457-736-736. You can call on this if you want. Um, uh, 1300-01-1170 is the uh, Ryko Filters call line. Yeah, he was, uh, he was charged $410 for a coffee and a bottle of water. So simply asking the question, when were you overcharged for something? 
Um, uh, that is a, it's a good question. We'll do the one. I got locked in the car, but we'll do getting locked in a bit later, or maybe tomorrow. We can't use up all this gold on today's show because remember, tomorrow, Thursday's our final show before we get sacked before Friday's show. Steve says, I went to Rome with the family. The wife spent weeks hustling the internet to get the cheapest flights. Uh, 200 quid from the UK, all in, says Steve, listening along uh, from the UK. First couple of hours there. She got obsessed that we needed to see Rome by horse and carriage, 300 metres and the same price as the flights. We got dropped off. Um, so happily take your stories of when you got ripped off, please. Um, 0345. Uh, no, that's a different radio station. <laughs> I work at a lot. 0457 736 736. The Rico Filters call line 1300 01 1170. Yes, Boz? No, no. No, all good. You're happy? I thought I heard something. You're happy? I thought I heard something from another part of the house. There's something that I have to get used to in these next couple of days. Where are, where are we now? Where are people listening? We're, we are live in Mark Bosnich's bedroom. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk, talk, uh, yeah. Uh, talk, talk me through. So behind, there's a sort of ornate mirror uh, with yeah, a sort of that's, nice that's right. silver behind trim. That, behind that, behind that is, the, uh, is the bathroom, uh, which yeah. I don't know why, but uh, you know when they say when it rains, it pours, literally. So where yeah. the air conditioner is, uh, I don't know if it's right. because of humidity or what, it started leaking from the roof. So, oh, but the dear, funny thing is, a leaking because, air conditioner. because no, because we are, as I was told yesterday by the by by the um the landlord, because we are technically uh, a COVID hotspot here in the house, he can't send over anyone to fix it. So there's drips <sighs> coming down. <laughs> so is there anybody? Is there an air conditioning expert with COVID who could pop round to? <laughs> but what about me? I'm still negative. Oh, that's true. No, but you're impregnable, Buzz. There's just no getting oh, you. No, don't uh, say it's, it's that because impossible. you know what's going to happen, don't you? What's yeah? going to happen? Last day. Well, it's the last if, if day it'll going, happen. If you keep going too far that way, yeah, mm. then then you know what? We've seen that a million times, haven't we, with the Premier League with managers when they start saying this and that and the other and then things go the other way, yeah? Uh, Johnny's in Marrickville and he has called the Ryko Filters call on 1300-01-1170. I wasn't expecting calls. Blimey, it's a bit stressful for a Wednesday, isn't it? Johnny, how are you? How are you, mate? Oh. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, you're through to Mark Bosnich's uh, bedroom and his bathroom behind. If you've ever wanted to be there, it's your opportunity. <laughs> How are you, Mark? Good, thanks, Johnny. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Mate, I just want to agree with you 110% on what you said about the performance last night. Hmm. I got, I've been following soccer, you know. I'm European background, so I follow the, the round ball game. I love it. And Australia, it seems like we're just going backwards. We keep going yeah. backwards. We just, you know, and I totally agree with you. I think the, the, um, from, from the small kids going up, we just don't seem to develop any players, you know, and then, but mm -hmm. yet, we should. Johnny? What a, what a moment. Johnny was in his mid flow. And yeah, unfortunately, we'll have to, we'll have to come your fiancé didn't, exactly your fiance right. see, didn't deliver a microphone another, to Johnny yeah, that's, in that's, time. And that's why he went out. Yes, boss. But, Max, that's another thing, right? Okay, so um, it, it's not rocket science what they need to do. But I'll tell you what people are doing, okay? People are Tell Johnny because he's back, Boz. No, but, this, but uh, Johnny's back. That's good. But people are charging ridiculous amounts of money. Once again, coming back to the spin that's involved in the game. Right, and trying to to say to parents who who are, are not only gullible but you know their kids want to want to be a top football player, you know if you t do this training, you pay this money, I can make you a top football. It doesn't work. It's not rocket science. 
Okay. Now people might turn around to me and go, so how would you develop the players, boss? I can't say exactly how I'll develop and right here. It'll take too long, but I know someone I can pick the phone up to places all around the world who have done it and will do it. Okay. And will do a proper job. And the people that are in power. Okay. Need to start listening to the people who have got that experience like myself or got those connections like the FA chairman, James Johnson, who could pick the phone up to people. I know Max, this way this is important and get them over here and do it. Stop protecting your little fiefdoms here in Australian football because those fiefdoms, or whatever you want to call it, are shrinking by the day, okay? Your, your whole game is shrinking by the day, and you will be a forgotten game if you don't sort this out very soon. Johnny, you're back. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree, Mark. And just looking at yesterday's performance, right, now... Before the game, they said even Oman had uh, had a problem with seven players having COVID. Yep. So that even denigrates our our performance even worse. Because, I mean, how many Oman players actually play overseas in Europe? I, I would say probably none. Mm. And yet, none. The, so their none. quality is nowhere near what ours is, and yet we couldn't beat Oman. I totally agree. Graham Arnold, unfortunately, he's got to go. Who would you get instead? Well, that's that's the issue right now. Who's available? Yeah, and that's a good point, Johnny. And the thing is, well, a lot of people, and I thought about this this morning, a lot of people I spoke to everywhere is like, you know, there won't be a great deal of time. But, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about, you know, the history, you know, in terms of, you know, what has worked. I, I mean, I, I don't think if Goose Hitting hadn't been brought in right at the death, it would have been arguable whether or not we qualified, even though we went through on penalties, but that was a completely different side. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, look, you know, my opinion is if they go through the playoff that the FA have got to seriously consider, like I said, whether or not they make the change, just like they do, they've got to do with Tony Gustafsson with the Matildas as well. They've got to seriously consider that. Now it's unfortunate because like you said, um, the players have not been produced like they have done in the past. And that's a totally different conversation. But in football, like it always has been and always will be, one man pays the price. And that's the man who's accountable. Um, the Ryko Filters call line. Thanks, Johnny, for that. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. You can text 0457 736 736. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Uh, this is the Workwear Group Tradie Hour. So uh, we do take calls from anyone, but if you are a tradie, obviously we'll uh, give you uh, an advance. Um, you get a head start. Uh, you'll put it to the top of the queue uh, with thanks to Trojan Tools, built tough exclusively at Bunnings Warehouse. Max Rush and Mark Bosnich uh, with you until six. Uh, lots of texts coming in, Boz. Um, Stanley says soccer's been... Ready to explode in popularity and playing numbers for my entire life. I'm a huge rugby league fan, but my kids playing is a concern for me and many others. The time to pounce and grow has come. Uh, this text says fury and panic about football from the national team to grassroots. Welcome home, Max. Yes, it does feel very familiar to a discussion I've had a million times in the UK. Uh, coaching development and player skills, exactly the same, says another text. Uh, rugby Union has the same issues, this one says. Uh, Danny says, I was going to text in and ask uh, if Joel and Fletch are returning, but this is great. Go get them, Boz. Um, and this one says, well said, Boz. Little wonder the game's on the slide. Poor structures at club level. Very few genuine pathways for junior talent into the A-League. High percentage of kids are done with the game by their mid-teens through frustration at the nepotism 
and BS season after season. Is that is that fair? That last text post completely fair. And you know what? And and I keep saying this, but you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, but perhaps I shouldn't say this and all that." But it's just it's just the bottom line. Look, when my father, uh, when a lot of people's parents after the Second World War uh, came to this country, to this great country, they had football in their blood. Okay, so. Uh, you know, they would teach all of us at home uh, that they would work from five in the morning till five in the afternoon and take us to training for nothing, you know, for absolutely nothing and teach all the kids and this, that, and the other. It was in our blood. And that's the type of players that then you eventually produce. But what happened is that there was another portion of people who perhaps were looking upon it with a little bit of envy and who basically just took that for granted. And then you had the, the situation where some money started to come into the game. And then people thought, oh, this is really popular. We're going to make money out of it. And then you had people basically starting to, to basically sort of say, look, oh, look, I can do this. I can do that. Look at my record. Look at this and that and the other. And people just sort of, you know, swallowing it and following them. And look what the end result has been. Yet the people who really know the game, the people that played at the very, very highest level, all I've seen since I've been back in the country is them being basically shunned or push to one side. You know why? Because they're threats, because they can see what everyone else says. But generally, they're generally, not me, because I, I, I'm not as nice as the rest of them. The, the nice ones, you say, I'll just leave it alone. Okay? The ones like me will actually stand up and say something. I, I don't care about anything else, but giving young kids an opportunity to have the career and the life that I had. And in my opinion, they're shunting. They've, they're, they've done it to fans as well, and we'll get one of the active fans as well. The great things of the game, they're just shunning them off. The active fans have been shunted away. Uh, 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 the, the playing thing that we had, the development of player, the AIS thing that we had, just shunted away. And there's people here now who will still who will still say to them, look, listen, like, for, for example, me, I don't want any credit. I don't want any money. I've had enough in my lifetime for two lifetimes, okay? But I'm begging them. I am begging them. And when I say them, I don't mean okay, James Johnson, the FFA chairman, is on board. He wants to do this. I'm begging the likes of the federations and those people who are listening who know who they are, stop it. Stop it right now because I'm telling you now, it's getting to a point where this game, like I said, is this going that low. I'm actually considering going to my politician friends and actually asking them to start to investigate some of these things, like the fees they're charging for young children. It's ridiculous. Uh, 1-300-011-70, the Ryko Filters call line. You can text 0457-736-736. Keep, keep your calls and texts coming uh, on the state of uh, soccer in Australia. We'll do it basketball uh, next with Paul Smith, the owner of the Sydney Kings, and then back to your call. Uh, summer drive on SEN with thanks to Hyundai. All new Hyundai Staria load fits in everything and Blundstone. Back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. Uh, this is the Workwear Group Trade Hour. With thanks to Trojan Tools, built tough exclusively at Bunnings Warehouse. Max and Mark, would reaching out to Mr. Dilly Ding Dilly Dong be a good move for Football Australia? Time's up for Arnie, says uh, Ben in Toon Gabby. Uh, the style is boring. I, I, if you watch Watford, I'm not sure Claudio Ranieri is, is the man you want. Uh, before we talk uh, basketball uh, with Paul Smith, the owner of the Sydney Kings, let's talk to Anthony in Pimble. Anthony, welcome. Hello, Anthony. Earth to Anthony. He seems pretty calm about this whole thing. Uh, like, should we? Uh, should we? Should we talk to? Uh, uh, is Paul Smith here, the Sydney Kings owner? Or do you want to go back to Anthony? Anyway, Boz, uh, while we wait for one of those people to, to get in, yeah. it's interesting. The reaction is really interesting, isn't it? I mean, uh, we've talked about the existential crisis of uh, 
um, Australian soccer ready this week. Um, but you've got people, you've got people talking. Anthony's with us. Welcome, Anthony. Hi, how are you? Yeah, jolly good. Thanks. What are your thoughts? Uh, look, I just agree a bit with what Bozza was saying. Um, bit of background. I grew up in Victoria. I've moved to New South Wales. And my daughter liked AFL growing up. And then we've got up here and she's made one of the academies around in the MPL. The cost is one thing. Um, I think that puts people off a bit. Um, but also she tried out for one of a, let's say, a rep team uh, for the schools. And she was, you know, she's a left footer. She's five foot eight, but she didn't fit the type they were looking for. Said she was probably one of the dom- dominant girls in the tryouts. So I think that's something as well that, you know, it's, people have this set uh, perception of what they should look like. Well, that's another that's another that's another point. That's a very valid point, Anthony, because that's what I talked about the Australian team last night. I mean, I, they were robotic, and that's what they're producing: robotic players and robotic manager. I could have I, I could have taken you know, I could have picked when, when you know when those substitutions were going to be made, and that's another thing as well. I mean, unless he was injured, you know, you're winning two one, and you bring off Aaron Moy, who's one of your best players at keeping the ball. So I can understand exactly where that's coming from, but. See, what I'm hearing a lot is as well, Anthony, is that not only are they sort of not picking a certain type of players, it takes all types to make up a team. But just like one of the texts was in earlier, and I'd hate to think it was this, there's too much nepotism going on behind the scenes and people are too scared to bring it up. But it is, it's happening because I've heard it now in an avalanche for the last 12 years. Okay, and this comes back to my original point. Whether you're friends with somebody or not, I just made the point. I've known Graham since I've been 14. Um, I'm friends with John Aloisi. He didn't stop me asking him when I had to when he didn't win for 18 games at Melbourne Hart. Do you think it's time to resign? Lucas Neal stayed at my place when I was in Manchester, but it didn't stop me when I was on TV to say that he was part of the problem, which he was way back then before 2014. Okay, stop this. Okay, there's football and there's personal. If I'm your friend, okay, I'm going to have a natural bias, but you've got to be honest and transparent and say, look, listen, as much as I love you and I'd love to go out with you on Saturday night, you know, so-and-so is better than you, okay, at this moment in time, okay? And this is the whole thing. And, and coming back to this, why it, it done my head in a bit the other day when Daniel Georgeski come. And I can understand. He works for Channel 10. But, you know, it, all this spin, you know, it, it, to be honest, you know, there were times even in my time at Fox, it used to do my head in a little bit. But it's too much. And it, and it generally revolves around trying to sell people things that are not there. And as I've told you before this week, in my opinion, the Australian sporting public has got the best BS uh, detector that there is in the whole of world sport. They eventually see through it. And you know what? They eventually go, oh, you know what? This is ridiculous. Uh, one Let's change tack for a little bit. Talk a bit of basketball with uh, Paul Smith, the Sydney Kings owner. Paul, welcome. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi, Max. Hi, Bozzard, mate. You go all right, Bozzard, don't you, when you get on your subject? Well, I'm sorry, Paul. I, I'm sorry to keep. I just, I'm very passionate about about my sport. I love it, and, mate. And like I, love I, said, it. I love it's it. It's really, 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 really face. hurting. It's, I don't know if you can hear it in my, but it's really, really hurt. And I'm sick of it, mate. I am just really yeah. sick of it because I'm being back here for 12 years, and I and I and I haven't. I've just seen it go round and round in circles, and enough's enough. Mm. Do you know what, yeah, Paul? Mate, do, 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 um, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I just wonder. Does does basketball? Like, I've been in the, I've been in Australia for about five months. And it's, it feels mm. to me that soccer is in a perennial existential crisis. Is basketball, or is it slightly sort of, is it slightly calmer waters, Australian basketball? 
Well, look, mate, all Australian sport has, has the magnificent ability to eat itself alive at times. And I wouldn't say basketball's immune from it. All sports seem to be. And it tends, I think basketball generally, if you look at it from a national level, I think tends to sort of, you know, skew in two directions. You've got men's and women's programs, and they tend to, one seems to be always going well, and one seems to be struggling at the moment. You know, our women's program certainly had some challenges in, in Tokyo as it sort of, as it ends that, into that Olympic campaign. The men, of course, did fantastically. So fortunately, people reflect on basketball as a whole, and I think everyone sees a rising tide and um, sees a lot of opportunity, as, as, as we do, of course, at the Sydney Kings and the Sydney Flames. But, look, I, I hear what you're saying in Bosra. It, it, it's tough, mate. It's tough. and it's, But at least you've got a, a platform to share your views, mate. So good on you for that. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I think what's I think actually is another interesting parallel that I've discovered, which I'm sure is the same for basketball, right? It's not the biggest sport in Australia. Soccer isn't. The fans I've 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 sort of noticed in Australia are so passionate, right? And they want everything to because they don't get so much coverage when it comes. They're really so keen for it to be perfect and be great. And I, I imagine the same is true for basketball fans, right? There are not there are millions of them, but the ones. Yeah. that love the sport, really love the sport and, and, and are sort of desperate for it to be successful. Yeah, it absolutely is the case. And, and you know, look, basketball is a huge participation sport in Australia, yeah. as is football. Yeah. And, you know, I'll argue always that we don't get our fair share of media. And, of course, I'll jump on SEN at, you know, 3 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. We'll talk anywhere, anytime about our sport and what we're trying to do and what we want to achieve. And But, look, that's... Sometimes you've just got to accept those circumstances. You know, we don't have the scale of the AFL. We don't have the scale of the NRL. Um, we don't have the, the media exposure and the media platform. So, but you, you need people that are passionate. And I'm certainly passionate about what I'm doing with our basketball club and, uh, and as is other people in other sports like Mark. And we've just got to keep going and we've got to keep fighting for the opportunities to be heard and to be seen. And to your point, when you get those opportunities, you want it to be great and, you know, we've had the experience the last few weeks with the Kings. We just haven't been great. We've been struggling, but we've finally found some rhythm and our product's really strong, and we think we're in a rising situation in terms of the NBL. Uh, and I think that's completely true, and I, I've, I've seen the rise. I mean, I remember when, when you know, at Fox Sports, um, seeing the um, – his name eludes me now – your top man come down and do a talk and all that, and he really gave everyone a lot of energy. But I think what Paul's saying as well about – the, 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 I would call them the sports that are, that are up against it in terms of competing with the rest of the world. I think for, for so long, because of the lack of media exposure and all that, which you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just what it is. I think we, we've all had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. We should just worry about developing ourselves and we can do it because we have done it in other sports. We've done it at Olympic Games for, you know, for a country of 25 million people. And I think it's very, very important that their pathways are very clear um, for all those sports that they know where they can put their and expose themselves on the world stage. Yeah. Look, we have a, well, there's two parallels between football and basketball and they're both massive sports globally. And the, the, you know, the average Australian football fan, well, fan of football in Australia, I should say, you know, they look at the Premier League. They look at, you know, they look at Bundesliga. They look at Serie A. They look at those as being the elite yep. league. And they, they tend not to focus at a local league, league level. And we suffer that, of course. You know, NBA is synonymous globally. And, mm. of course, we're the NBL. And, of course, we're seen in some sort of lesser light on occasions. And the frustration is that the product we have is so great at this level in this league 
but it, it is comparable to an extent. It's never going to be the same, but it's comparable yeah. to an extent. And so, but I, I'm not I'm not frustrated with people's uh, perspectives. It's just for us to continue to tell our story and to continue to put the best product exactly. possible forward. And yeah, when the national team shits the bed, it's a bad result, and it looks bad, and it's a bad look, and and uh, you know we've, we these setbacks, but you know you just got to keep turning up, otherwise you know success is just going to meet is it just around the corner, or failure is just right on top of you, whichever you want, you know. A key part, yeah. Paul, is, and that's, is fans uh, the owner was, uh, the, the owner I was talking about. Sorry, Max was Larry Kesselman. That's all. That's uh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, finally, Paul, uh, we're, we're tight for time because uh, Boz is on a soapbox. But uh, you need fans to code to games. When's the next game? How can people get there? Sunday. Sunday. Big one Sunday. Double header. Uh, Sydney Kings are playing as well as the Sydney Flames. So we're very proud of the fact we bring teams together. Sunday, Kudos Bank Arena. Go to Ticketek. Uh, we guarantee a great performance. And uh, I can't quite guarantee a win, but we're pretty confident. We'll see how we go, though. Good, man. Cheers for your time, Paul. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Paul, Paul Smith there, owner of the Sydney Kings. Go to Ticketek. Uh, go and support uh, the Sydney Kings uh, in that double header. Uh, you listen to Drive on SEM. Max Rush and Mark Bosnich here till six. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Uh, Summer Drive on SEN, the Ryko Filters call line, 1300-01-1170. You can text 0457-736-736. Mark Bosnich, Max Rushton with you until 6. Boz, head in his hands at the moment, just thinking about the the pain of that 2-2 draw with Omar. I mean, the question is, Boz, right? I appreciate all these. uh, We've got a couple of minutes now. Uh, You know, the impassioned things that you're saying. But if, if Socceroos don't concede that goal in the 87th minute, do we go, actually, they did well, they they conceded a good equaliser, got a winner, they're still in it. Does that change the whole narrative, that one goal? No, no, not, it okay. does not change the narrative of what I said about Australian football. Like I said to you uh, in the middle of that rant, I don't know if you, you probably didn't pick it up because I was just going on, I'm sorry, but I, like I said, I'm no, very no, passionate. don't apologise. And I'm sick of sitting back and just hearing this absolute dribble coming from people's mouths. You know, like, just tell the truth as it is. But it doesn't change the narrative. Whether we qualify or not, there needs to be a complete reboot. Okay? Number one. Number one. Align number all one. the seasons. Align all the clubs. Okay? All right? It, it, stop with this business of a closed competition. I've said it for 10 years. Okay? Give everyone the opportunity. It's a working class game. It was never, ex- it was never designed to be a, a game where only certain people can play. It's not a boys club. Open it up for promotion relegation, okay? I think we should play in the winter, but once again, they always say to me, no, because it won't be uh, financially viable, whatever. But again, then you're putting that above producing good players. Get a transfer system in. Thin the salary cap. Allow people to speak to people to come over. You need to be taught things. You're a third world footballing nation, okay? You need help. Let people who know how to do that do it. Max Rushton, Mark Bosnich, here till six. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Uh, Summer Drive on SEN. Max Rushton, Mark Bosnich with you till six. Uh, That was the Workwear Group Tradie Hour. With thanks to Trojan Tools built 
tough exclusively at Bunnings Warehouse. If you missed the Workwear Group Trady Hour, uh, you can check out the podcast. It's mainly Mark Bosnich uh, ranting. Uh, he's at home holding the microphone like Frank Sinatra or Tom Jones. And he just held, you just held up a stopwatch to the Zoom camera. Is that, two, it said two hours, 27 minutes, 58 seconds. Is that the length of time you've been talking continually, Boz, do you think? Yeah, that, that's a good point. That is a good point. No, it was the time that, because I am a soldier. I'm actually yeah. one of those one who realized what he is and is yeah. truthful enough to actually say it, coming back to what I said before. But Gibbo, who I listened to, said to me, get back in two and a half minutes. So I went in the balcony, took yeah. a couple of deep breaths, and I'm back. Well done, Gibbo. You have a good And I'm still waiting so for you to today. say the person who I really think I am, Bruce Springsteen. He is the first person I ever saw in concert back in yeah. 1985 at the old Sydney Entertainment Center. And it was the best concert I ever went to in my life still. Four and a half hours, only one break. Do you want to give us a little bit? I come from down in the valley. That's it. That's enough. Uh, let's talk to Greg, who's in San Susi. Greg, how you doing? I think Greg's just dropped off the uh, line there, Max. I think Greg was gonna Greg was gonna talk about... to us, but then he he heard a little Ava bit from Melbourne. Of, he heard a little bit of uh, Boz doing Bruce Springsteen. He's not a Bruce Springsteen uh, fan. No, maybe and, he just cut off. And yeah. that was it for him. Give what do you want me to do instead? Come on, you know, Let's we've got go a show to, uh, to do here. David from Melbourne, Maxi. Okay, David in Melbourne. How are you doing, David? G'day, boys. How are we? Yeah, super. Thanks, thanks very much. Uh, did you do you want right, more okay. Springsteen from Mark Bosnich, or are you happy with that small amount? Oh, of, I love Springsteen. Of the boss. I love Springsteen. But Boz, I rang. I only listen. I ring. I'm in Melbourne, but I'm only listening because I love Max. I love his work in Australia. Oh, stop following it. his career over here, oh, and um, I rang prior to Christmas when he was on. Um, I think he got cut off when I was talking, saying that uh, I, uh, I've got an English wife. I go to England, and I had to adapt yes. to a new social yes, I remember. group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I started to listen to the Guardian Football Weekly. Yeah, and it, yeah, uh, it helped me enormously over there in England. So I had some football credibility with people I just met. So I put it all down to Max. So it's a big thank you to Max. Hey, anytime. Um, is that too? Is that too much praise? Okay. So, no, I want so more, I please. That's a, I'll have more. I'd well, have more. I've been listening the last few weeks. Every time Max is on, I'll listen. And um, SEN's pretty big here in Melbourne. I think it's new in Sydney. So a couple of things. I just ranked to help his career in Australia. So oh yeah, okay, great. That, sort of pondered. Yeah, yeah. You pondered Max. I'll let you talk yeah. if you want to. Um, who owns SEN? Yeah, that's a good and question. And you haven't seemed to know. So I'd, I've no, ranked it to you. It's a guy called Hutchie. Hutchie. Craig right, Hutchinson's right. his name. Yep. Yeah. Now, the reason I bring him up is you haven't seemed to have a great, and this is to help you, not to criticise you, great fine, knowledge yeah. of basketball in Australia. At one stage. No knowledge at all. You were kind of saying that it, <laughs> England and Australia compared their NBA players. And uh, Australia's had like 46, England's had about 10. Yes. We've had six players playing the championship, oh, right. about four number one picks. So we're quite big in basketball. I'm just okay, pointing this out to help you. But the reason I bring Thanks. it up is yes. that Hutchie, your boss, who owns the station, owns two basketball teams. Is that so? Right. Okay, so, so when I eventually meet this so to help man, you, yeah. you've got to pretend to be interested in basketball, even if you're okay, not, if you're it. looking to get a gig on SEN. Right, I've got it. Do I have to pretend to like NRL or AFL? Uh Probably AFL for Melbourne, NRL for Sydney, but he's big in Fine. basketball. Um, okay. So I just thought, thought I'd try to help you out with that. So uh, thank you, particularly because he does own the own the Perth Wildcats, um, who haven't been able to play for quite a while. So no. I'll get your money up front because it must be hard funding a basketball team when it doesn't play. Um, and Bozza, just for you, two questions I got for you. Um, yes, sir. You do seem to be very hard. Uh, someone who's a you know passing interest in. Uh, world football or soccer, you do seem to be very hard on the, on the soccer roos and, and the mm. sport in general. Someone who loves it, 
you seem a bit a bit harsh. And perhaps if I'm really argumentative, would say hmm. Channel Ten. At least you can turn on and watch it on free to wear. So it has to have more exposure than it did on Fox. Well, not according to the ratings the other day, and that was what I was really alarmed about. And that's why, like I said to you, I was so passionate about it um, because I said the ratings are alarmingly low. And right now, like I said to you, it was supposed to be a new start. I've never seen more complaints than I've ever seen in all the time that I've been back here. And in terms of being harsh on the Socceroos, if you want me just to sit back and just to let that go, well, like I said to you, you, you are newly adopted to the sport, but you, you haven't quite got it yet. Yeah, It's called passion. It's called being a winner. Okay, enough's enough. Yeah, we're talking about Oman and China that we lost points to. So regardless of the depth, which we go on to for days, or this, that, and the other, if you cannot take three points of China and Oman, you don't deserve to be at a World Cup anyway. Greg? Oh, he just, he left, Boz. You were so, you were mean to him. You're a meanie. You're a big meanie, Boz. Yeah. Well, it's not that. I'm just telling the truth because I'm sick of this. Honestly, for 12 years, I've just sat here and watched it. I could just see, I, I see a lot of these people's MO. Yeah, what they do is, like I said to you, they, they play the long game. Yeah, they just try to keep, keep uh, uh, you know, they keep trying to upset people who are good people, upset them, upset them. So eventually those people just go, you know what, this is, this is not for me. I'll go to something else. And that's what they do. Enough's enough. It's time for those good people to stand up and say, enough's enough. Uh, the Ryko Filters call line uh, is one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Uh, the text number oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You are listening to Drive on SEN with Max Rushton and a heated uh, Mark Bosnich. Uh, let's talk to uh, Anthony Caceres, uh, midfielder for Sydney FC, uh, flying out tomorrow for their clash against Adelaide United uh, on Friday night in the A League. Uh, Anthony, thanks for your time this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, really good. Good thanks, afternoon. Thanks. Anthony. Thanks for coming on. Um, uh, we had Craig Foster on the other day who uh, who'd watched one of uh, watched your game recently. Said one of the best games he'd seen. Which was that, Boz? That was the Sydney FC Melbourne, Melbourne game, wasn't it? Yeah. How was yeah. that game, Anthony? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, intense game, good atmosphere. Uh, the boys were up for it. Um, you know, I think we showed great great character coming from behind in a difficult part of the season for us. We've been bombarded with games recently, but we rose to the occasion and. You know, our pride uh, made us dig deep and come away with a point. Anthony, it hasn't been the, the happiest of seasons by by your own very high standards at, at Sydney FC. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that perhaps that, that maybe um, as you go towards this season, you know, you've had a lot of the same players, a lot of the same playing style so far, that maybe that Bimby and, and the players are looking to maybe just change things up a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we're used to being on top. uh, But, you know, once you are on top, you can't stand still. You always need to look for ways to improve. Um, Otherwise, you know, teams tend to work you out. Um, You know, personally, I've tried to change my game. I want to get into the box more and contribute more with goals. I think um, that can bring a lot to the team. Uh, Usually we rely on our strikers heavily to score the goals. But um, if they come from different positions, I think they'll add an element of surprise to our game. Uh, obviously, we're used to being the hunted, um, given our recent success in the last few seasons. But um, this year, we find ourselves in a tricky situation where we're chasing the competition from a position further down the ladder. So, you know, Sydney is a, a winning club with a winning mentality. And at the end of the day, you know, our pride and, you know, what the club stands for demands us to get results. So hopefully we'll start picking them up more regularly and climb the ladder. 
Um, you, you say you try to change your game a bit and try to, you know, get in the box more. How mm-hmm. how difficult is that to change? I don't know. Well, like instinctively, if you're sort of you naturally feel, oh, when they're bombing forward, you think I'll just drop back a bit because you know someone needs to pick up the pieces. How difficult is that to change that instinctively? Um, look, I was always an attacking player by nature. Um, you know, throughout my career, I found myself kind of being shuffled around in midfield between defensive and attacking roles. Um, I started this season in a defensive role, but, um, you know, uh, with, with Bimby pushing me further forward, um, his instruction to me and my willingness to score more goals has led me to finding better positions in the box. Um, you know, ultimately, it's a change in mentality. When you're playing in a deeper role in midfield, you tend to kind of uh, have different responsibilities to, you know, rest in defence and make sure that Everyone is picked up uh, in case of a counter-attack, but now I have the freedom and the license to go forward, and I feel I'm making the most of it. Uh, Max, just to, just to fill you in, and Anthony won't say this because he's too humble, but I, I can say right. on his behalf, his greatest yeah. strength is actually his greatest weakness because he's such a good all-round player and he can fill so many positions in. It's very easy for the manager when somebody's missing in another position just to go, oh, Anthony, you go fill that position. Anthony, you go fill that position. But in my opinion, I mean, like I said, he may agree or disagree. And obviously, like I said to you, he's very humble. And he doesn't want to say something that he shouldn't do because as a manager, he wouldn't be happy. I know that. But sometimes that leads you to sort of, you know, to become a jack of all trades and a master of none. But since he's been given the direction, he can, he can do that. And I think he's far better in an attacking role. Do you feel much more comfortable in that attacking role, Ed? Because you can create, you can score goals. Boz just asked you the longest question in the history of broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I heard the, the big rap, heard the big rap, and it flattered me. And I was just saying to you, and I was, I was just saying that one of your greatest strengths is actually your greatest weakness in the fact that because you can play so many positions, okay, managers tend to turn around when somebody's missing from another position and just basically go, oh, "Anthony, you can fill in here. You can fill in here." But I think your best when you are able to go forward, when you are able to create, to get into box, yep. to score goals. Do you agree with that? Yes, I definitely agree. Um, obviously, I have no hesitation in you know doing a different role if the team needs me to. Um, I feel throughout the years I've constantly added things to my game. Uh, the, the game in Australia has changed. Looks like he's cut out again. He was going down in the lift. He's just on the way to, you know, his Ferrari in the basement of his condo apartment block, which is the same one that you live in, Boz. And there he was just about to get into that to drive to Adelaide with the entire team, like the Ant Hill mob. Uh, is he back with us? Yeah. <laughs> Stop feeling threats. Are you back with us? You dropped off. Yes, I'm here. Sorry, sorry, guys. Bondi no, retention okay. is, is pretty no, average. Went through the tunnel. It, it is average, isn't it? You know, in Bondi. You just thought there that just can somebody just get a big, just one of those big telegraph pole, stick it right in the middle of the beach. It might be an eyesore, but it'll help us in in broadcasting terms, won't it? What I like to do, Anthony, uh, when I play centre mid, is is when the team are attacking, I just drop back, right? And when the team are defending, Mm -hmm. I'm just a little bit too far up front, and then it's never my fault. You see, but you're always just sort of jogging around, getting that there in the last minute. It's a very sensible way of getting <laughs> yeah, to the game. Your kilometers, your kilometers are okay, but no one really cares. So, so listen. I mean, the thing is, yeah. you, you might not have started the season brilliantly, but the, I mean, the good thing about the way they, the A League set up is, you know, there, there is still time, right? Isn't there? Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, the majority of the season is ahead of us. Um, and look, we 
we always put expectations on ourselves. We expect ourselves to be fighting for silverware at the end of the season. It's the expectations of the fans, and it's an expectation that we thrive on. I think it brings the best out of us. Um, it makes us dig deep and, and get results. So, you know, I'm, I remain very confident in the group. We do have a lot of quality yet to come back. Um, Lafondra and Costa, I think, are nearing their return from injury. So they're going to bring a lot of experience and a lot of quality to the side as well. Now, let's talk about quickly your opponents uh, tomorrow night. Oh, sorry, Friday night, I think it is. Adelaide United started the season relatively well. They're in third place after 10 mm-hmm. games. Obviously, the games are a bit skewed because of the COVID situation. Uh, what have you made of Adelaide yeah. United thus far? Yeah, they're really dangerous. Um, really dangerous side. They're hungry and they're always great at home. Uh, it's always a great place to play football. Their fans re- really get behind them and they tend to start the games with a lot of energy. Uh, the key for us will be to match that energy from the get-go um, and then obviously our football will take over as the game progresses. But, um, you know, they're, they're about on the ladder. They're ahead of us at the moment. So it's a really important game for both sides um, and I think we'll both be looking for the win. So it'll make for an exciting encounter. Uh, Adzi, thanks so much for coming on. Good luck with the game, and uh, um, I'll see if I can sort out the Bondi reception uh, for the next time you come on. <laughs> Please do. Apologies for that. Thank thanks you for having me. me. No, no, don't worry. I think it's there. there. Um, uh, Centre mid, playing more attacking now, praised by Mark Bosnich. I like it when you dole out praise, Boz. It's a, it's, a, it's a positive trait in a human being. Can I tell you something? I think you have great energy, Boz. I think you fill a room with buoyant energy, be it this sort of passion that you're showing us today or the lighter side of Mark Bosnich that was the sort of Monday, Tuesday vibe that we got. I think think you bring both to the party and it's wonderful to see. Thank you so much, Max. I really appreciate that. You see, that's how you take it. And that's how you take a compliment, everybody. Uh, If anybody would like to give Mark Bosnich a compliment today, 0457 uh, 736 736 1301 1170. Uh, Andrew says, loving the show. Any chance Max could have a Mark Bosnich-like rank, rant session uh, before the show wraps up. That's very hard. Do you know what I was... Um, you, I work at uh, uh, TalkSport in the UK, uh, world's biggest yep. sports radio station. And uh, I don't really get heated about anything, Boz, because, you know, like... Well, years, I've heard you a couple of times over the years. No, well, subjects, subjects that mean... <laughs> A lot to you, and if somebody oh if serious somebody ones, a button, serious ones, yeah, yeah, no, you do, ones. no, but oh, it, you yeah, do, yeah. you, but you've got a very, and this is the difference between you and I. This is why I admire you yeah. so much. You've got oh, a much stop. more nuanced and uh, a way, and you can hold your temper, I think, far better than me. See, when I start talking about that, I can feel that blood starting to go to the top of my head because, like I said, it means so much to me, and that's not to uh, dismiss what things mean to you, but I mm-hmm. just think that the way that you keep your calm. That, that's what I aspire to because I think far more people will listen to that eventually that you keep your calm over that period of time. I've just got to work See, I, on that. Yeah, I'd worked for this radio station for about seven or eight years and I'd never really might lost my temper in the whole of the time. And then I go yeah. on to the subject of the Lord of the Rings movie franchise. And I honestly, it is just interminable, that film franchise, right? It's too long. The films go on forever and it's the same every minute Every single movie, right? It's like the goodies take on the baddies. One of them wins a battle. They get some bigger friends. They have another fight. It keeps going on forever. And then you think the movie's ended, and then it goes on for another hour. And it's the it's just so frustrating. And I just wish J.R. Tolkien had been an accountant because then we just wouldn't have had to bother <laughs> with these just these disastrous movies. And I had this in, impassioned rant, and the boss called me into the office and said, "Look, in eight years, right? You've covered." You know, the big moments in soccer and cricket and whatever, whatever. You've never got that passionate. Could you possibly have that sort of passion about something in sport 
or you know, and not just save it for Lord of the Rings. But listen, I couldn't help it. It is just, I don't know about you, Boz, but they go on forever. And you know, it's just another orc or another giant eagle or an elf. Yeah, yeah. God, but I, I'd like to hear that. I'm sure Gibbo could find that little rant that you had about Lord of the Rings, but I, I haven't I watched it. it yet, so I can't comment on it. Well, you don't have time, honestly. That's like no. the three movies take 16 weeks. And I know, it, yeah. you know, it might have brought a lot of income to New Zealand, but frankly, it was a very disappointing <laughs> time for everybody involved. And you could see the number of actors who just took the money. I can get a cameo in this, James Nesbitt. I'll be head of the dwarves. I'll sing a little sea shanty. I'll get a couple of million quid. But actually, did nothing for anybody. Just very tiring. Went on forever. Yes, what is it, Gibbo? Why are you pointing your finger in the air? What well, do you want? Well, that has to be our second hour text topic, Max. What movie Which? do you hate? What movie do you hate? Why are you making all these editorial decisions? Gibbo, you started the show by asking Boz a question. <laughs> now I'm really asking building up. Where do you, I want to know, Gibbo, where do you mm. want to be in five years' time? What's your ambitions here, Gibbo? Are you looking to steal the show from Joel and Fetch? No, I'm not looking to steal the show. I'm just looking okay. to um, you know, get my voice out there, maybe yeah. put my resumes into different places and get a bidding war started. But oh, okay, that's a good idea. Uh, yes. The time we've worked together, I, I see a lot of myself in you. As a, as a okay, young twenty-five year old, sense? Oh, I okay, yes. Yeah. You know, I don't get too passionate about things, no, but I hate the movie Avatar. You know, there's similarities. Oh, that was awful, there. wasn't it? Mm. That was absolute disaster. That movie, wasn't it? So and it was just because it was in three D. Was that what was exciting about it? And you know, after about a minute in the glasses, you're like, actually, what I need here is I need a plot. I need mm. characters that I care about. I need to be invested in the movie. Just because it's in three dimensions. I see three dimensions all day, every day. Everything I see is in three dimensions. Frankly, when I go to the cinema, I'd like two dimensions. But I'd like a plot. That's what I want, Mr. Avatar, whoever made that. I completely agree with you, Gibbo. I think you have a great future, Gibbo. I don't know where it is, but I believe it's great. <laughs> what about you, Bozza? What movie do you hate? Uh, hate. Oh, I, I, hate's a very strong word. I, it's a I, very I strong word. Like to use it? the word hate, and I don't like to hate okay. anything. So I believe even if you even if you hate your worst enemy, it clouds your judgment. But say dislike. Um, I, I probably tend to forget them. I like to uh, rephrase that. Movies that I love. Um, well, that's not the question, <laughs> boss, is it? Yeah. If you if you're talking about series, I'm just going to go the opposite. For you're talking about series. Well, for me, okay, yeah. my generation yeah. was the yeah. Star Wars. Uh, well, originally it was a trilogy, but I obviously ended oh, up being good, nine yeah. films. Yeah, no, that is a good one. We're happy with that. Although I had a, an X-Wing fighter, battery-powered, and I put it in the bath, and the lights broke, and I cried <laughs> for weeks. And that was a couple of years ago. Uh, it was my 40th birthday. It was a sad time for me. Uh, um, uh, what We're going to talk to a doctor mate of yours, uh, Dr. Ziad yes. uh, Bazuni. Bazuni, um, yep. Uh, in just a second. You've got some questions about what COVID. I think there are some interesting yeah, questions like, around COVID like, in the well, sporting like, world. Obviously, a very, very important subject. Um, Dr. Zia Basuni, um, uh, he's an emergency department uh, doctor and GP. Um, he helps set up the hospitals at home out uh, in the West uh, during the Delta outbreak. And he's basically on the front lines. He does the rounds, you know, with, with intensive care hospitals. And we just like to ask him a, a few questions, to, you know, to interpret what's going on. Obviously, I spoke about my experience uh, with my family. The three of them have got it at the moment. I haven't, um, and and just to see how the, how the you know the, the general gist is going from somebody that's on the front line. Perfect. We'll do that in just a second. Loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Guess who? Brought to you by Nilex Misting Systems. 
Water like a Nile expert. Available at Bunnings. Let's play Guess Who. It's Boz v Gibbo. I've thought of somebody. You have to ask me yes, no questions. Away we go. Right, it's go. different to the way you do it. Here we go, Gibbo. You can start. Am I Australian? Yes. Am I in TV? Uh, yes. Mornings? Uh, or am I in mornings? No, Boz, it's if you get yeses, you stay on. It's not oh, your question. Right, okay, until okay, it so stops. He, he's going. Sorry. sorry um, no. No. Uh, am I in sports? No. Gibbo. Gibbo. Am I at night time? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. no, not really. Maybe. Just a daft question. Boz. Um, am I a male? No. Gibbo. Am I in reality TV? No. Boz. Uh, am I in news? Like as in nope. a news presenter? Oh. No, Gibbo. Am I a game show host? No, Boz. Am I am am I am I in any form of entertainment? Yes. Okay. Um, am I on commercial TV? <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, not pay TV, commercial TV. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, yeah, like, you terrestrial. Know, am I on Channel Seven, or am I on BBC One, Two, or Three, or am I on satellite? Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, like, I mean, on commercial TV. Uh, not necessarily in the present tense, but yes, you were. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, am I alive? Yes. Okay. Uh, Great. If someone just clips that out of context, Paul's just asking, just checking if he's alive <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> I think you I hope so, Buzz. Yesterday. The guy was born in 18, whatever, so you never know. No, it's a good question. Um, Go on, Gibbo, you ask one. No, 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 Buzz, your question. It's not the way the game works. All right. Um... <laughs> I love guess who. We're still on air, by the way, everyone. Mark Bosnich, pensive. In Am I... Underneath the age of 50? Yes. So I go again. Um, do I work for Channel 9? Uh, no. Do I work for Channel 10? No. Yes, yes. I think so. Was. Do I work for Channel 7? <laughs> no. Do I work for the ABC? No. Do I work for SBS? No. Well, that's all the that's TV all the stations. Channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can be on TV back in the day. I don't know what, can't you? But you don't work yeah, for that so. channel. What other shows exist? What other things can you see on TV? I guess. Yes. Was my show sale the century? <laughs> no, more guess who? Coming next. Summer drive on SEN thanks to Hyundai. All new Hyundai Staria load fits in everything. And Blundstone. Back to work at Blundstone and Toby Price. Demo texts in. Is it Manu from My Kitchen Rules again? It isn't Manu from My Kitchen Rules. We will do more Guess Who in just a second. Uh, but, Boz, uh, you wanted to talk COVID. You wanted to talk yep. um, uh, to a medical professional. Why did you Why did you want? It's always important to talk about it. Um, what was the reasoning? Well, I, I, like I said, I, it's it's obviously very, very important to all of us still. And I, I really wanted to get, um, coming back a little bit to what I spoke to originally about the football here in Australia, um, the, the words of somebody who's on the front line and, and has been an, an expert, uh, Dr. Zia Basuni is a friend of mine. Uh, he helps set up the hospitals at home out in the West during the Delta outbreak. He works in the emergency uh, department and as a GP. 
and uh, it's like he's he's been uh, very so you could say he, he's sort of really relaxed my fears during this whole period. And I just want to welcome him to the show. Good afternoon, Ziad. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? Hi, Max. Very good, thank you. Hi, mate. Th- thanks, thanks for, for jo- thanks for joining us on the show. Um, I hope I got that You're introduction welcome, right. Yeah. Um, yes, I just did. I just wanted to just to start off uh, as he had by um, today. Obviously, there was eleven thousand eight hundred and seven cases, um, but uh, the hospitalizations were still at two thousand six hundred and twenty two and one hundred and seventeen ICU and unfortunately twenty seven deaths. The, the thing I wanted to ask you about uh, the hospitalizations, you know, uh, uh, they haven't really significantly gone down as we thought they were. Do you think there's a reason for that? Yes. So in so what, what we do in general um, in public health is we try to model uh, the expectation. So we try to work out what's going to happen in the future. So what yeah. happened is New South Wales Health had released their models and they had three models. Uh, yeah. Their worst case scenario model, which was the New York model, and then their best case yep. scenario model, which was um, which was South Africa and London. Um, mm. it's, um, and they took another model, which is the one in the middle, said, we'll just go for the middle and consider that as New South Wales. Um, mm. the, both models showed that the hospitalization would decline quite uh, significantly with the case numbers dropping and the ICU dropping, which did not happen with New South Wales, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the main reasons for that is um, the burden of disease in the elderly is higher. What, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about a relative of yours that's, you know, 65, 70 or 80 years of age. He would not only have COVID, it's probably got COVID, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a bit of diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, other medical problems. Um, yeah. And when you get to a hospital with COVID, you, you know, we, we try to fix everything and that means you stay a bit longer. Now, That's why right. didn't this happen in London? Why didn't it happen in, in other countries? I can't tell. But this is probably the only explanation because our ICU numbers, which is the real measure, that's the real metric you should look at uh, because it's, yep. it's got no, no, no noise. What, what I mean by noise is if you go to the hospital to get your appendix out, they'll do a swab for your nose and then suddenly you're found to have COVID, but you're vaccinated, you're well, and you have no symptoms. You'll be counted mm. as an admission of COVID despite not having COVID. You're, you're gotcha. like, I've got no symptoms. So, but in intensive care, you'll only get admitted if there is a COVID need, you know, you need oxygen, you need support, something like that. Uh, so that the numbers in, in, in intensive care in New South Wales are declining. We were, we were 180 a week ago, and now we're 170. And I expect that to continue to decline. It actually, New South Wales done, a, done much, much better than the best case scenario, which is, um, which is uh, the Guateng or South Africa and London. Mm. Um, case scenario. So I think it's related to that the elderly patients are needing, well, they have higher case numbers, and that's quite yeah. clear in the numbers if you look at the age distribution. Um, and that means they stay longer in hospital. Now, something interesting, if, if uh, there was a there was a tweet, uh, the tweet that you're talking about this morning, uh, one of my yeah. friends who's the, um, uh, an epidemiologist actually responded and said, I, sh- I expect that to drop within the next two, three days. And the reason is the highest admission for over the 65 or the highest pa- number of patients for the over 65 were about two weeks ago. And normally mm-hmm. hospitalization lags around 12 to 14 days. 
So within two weeks, you should start to see a drop. So I expect the numbers to start. Well, they are dropping, um, yep. but they're higher than what we should, what we would have liked, if if, if that's the right word. So I expect yep. by Monday we'd see actually a, a significant drop in the numbers in the hospitals. Um, it's important, isn't it, to 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 make the the different differential between hospitalize, hospitalization and people in ICU, people on ventilators, because from my yep. understanding, you know, that is that's with omicron that has seemed to be less is that right yes yes definitely um the number of patients for vaccinated patients uh omicron in about 90 percent of cases would look like your common cold uh mm-hmm. you'd get a bit of a headache you might get a bit of a shivering overnight your runny nose and you sneeze a couple of days and you get better um, yet I've, I, I do review uh, every week between 70 and 100 patients of COVID, and this is definitely different than, than the Delta. In the middle of Delta, we used to get a 1,000 patient overnight to review next day. Uh, we were smashed. Uh, now we barely get 10 to 20 patients because they so well, and they get accidentally found out. And the risk of you going in, in into hospital if you're vaccinated with Omicron, especially if you have a third booster dose is so low that we're that the government is quite comfortable in New South Wales to restart the the um, the elective surgery or surgeries that are not an emergency so from next week they talk they're talking about restarting 50 percent which is which means that we're so confident now with the numbers that we'll not go it's not going to overwhelm our health system which is ICU is the most important part of it um I've written quite passionately about the vaccine within sport talking about you know there are some sports where you know no vaccine you're not playing there are some countries that are doing that i write a lot about soccer in the uk and i suggested that and i've never actually i mean i've written about some controversial things in the in the past i've never had a a sort of reaction on social media from uh anti-vaxxers uh you know threatening me basically um clearly yelling at yelling at somebody who's not taking the vaccine doesn't work you know, like, and, and it get, I find it really yes. frustrating just just yelling at someone, telling them that they're stupid or they're wrong doesn't work. How difficult have you found that situation? And and perhaps it isn't your area of expertise, but how can we how can we explain to people who aren't who are perhaps hesitant, who aren't necessarily anti-vaxxers but are hesitant about it, that it is important to do it? Because in my experience, and to yeah. anything, if you just shout at someone. They're not going to change their mind. Yeah, very true. I, I actually like that question. It's a, it's a very, very good question. And I, um, there are a group of, of, of people that have decided already that this is a conspiracy and they want to control us and they're putting chips in our minds and this is not going to make a difference if we take it or don't take it. We're going to get COVID anyway. And this group of hardcore um, uh, people, which me and you would have known at least a couple, uh, They've already set up in their mind. They've done. They're, they've made up their mind. They're not taking the vaccine. And shouting at them or, or giving them a chocolate will make no difference. Either way, for them, it makes no difference. We're not going to take it. All what you're trying to do is you're trying to explain to them the right attributes of the vaccine, the, the, the statistics, and the statistics are compelling. Um, uh, and you're just trying to advise them when they make a decision, hopefully they're making a decision based on facts, not on uh, uh, wrong information or misinformation. Now, what really normally works for hesitant uh, people 
is that they are forced to have it. So if you say you can't work, you have you have to have it. That normally works, and it's very unfortunate that we. I I, I personally am not a fan of mandates. I I I I struggle to being a doctor. I I respect patients' autonomy. You make the decisions about your health. Uh, I respect that. And being a doctor, I see patients who decide not to take their medications and end up, you know, a, a diabetic patient doesn't take his medication, end up losing his kidney. I see that probably during my work more than you'd see patients doing su stupid things to themselves because I'm a doctor. I see the worst of them. So for me, I, I don't feel the disappointment that people cannot understand basic stats or cannot understand that vaccines can help them. For you, that's very frustrating. It's so clear. You can't go to, you know, your risk of going into intensive care is about 100 times less if you take the third dose. So why don't you take it? it it's frustrating for you. For me, it, this is a, a choice patients make, or what I can say is try to advise them about the information. And I don't like mandates, but they do work. And it's very unfortunate. That's how humans, unfortunately, react, is, is when they feel under pressure, they'll do it. Um, and the only thing you can do is, and I, I think Mark has had success with that, is to try to um, put the idea continuously. So vaccines are good. This person has had it. This person has done it. And Mark had spoken to me about his family with, had staunch um, disagreements, but eventually people turned around the corner and took it. So um, yep. Mark would help you with that too. Yeah, very true. And and Ziad, you've got your finger on the pulse with everything that's going on around the world, and it is worldwide. And uh, I, I've seen so many things. I say, oh, this country's done this, and then all of a sudden they have a a, a wave, and this country's done that. You're a native, yeah. you were born in Egypt, and I know you've, you're helping them a lot as well. We've just seen overnight Norway and Denmark have had their, their highest caseload ever completely relax all restrictions. Is that the way you think that the rest of the world will go? And when I say the rest of the world, I mean specifically here in New South Wales and Australia? Um, at one point, we will drop um, whatever is left of those restrictions. So, you know, they be they, one, one in two square meter and having the mask indoors and having to QR chicken, you know, QR codes and all of that stuff. This will go away. Uh, but there, there is there is a different two competing narratives. There's the health narrative and there is the political narrative. Um, yeah. the, the health narrative there is benefit from wearing a mask that fits your face if you cannot social distance. But politically, it's difficult to tell people we have 10,000 cases. Let's drop everything in Australia. That's very hard to do. So I don't know about the political situation, but eventually uk a week ago did the same by the way uh, eventually this is where everyone would go south africa did it a month ago that we go through the omicron wave it's likely it would have um infected a large number of patients some estimates talk about 50 percent of the population of new south Wales already got omicron but most of them didn't feel it uh because it was so mild and their vaccination just saved them um and most likely we'll get through to that point. But if we get another variant or if we get another attack or a wave, they might restart those same restrictions back again. So we need to understand that, yes, Omicron seems to be the one thing that we, we're waiting for. Uh, it's a very low, it's a very highly infectious virus, but a low um, um, mortality severity. with it. So it doesn't mm. kill as many people, doesn't, yeah, low severity, yeah. doesn't kill as many people, doesn't get as many people to hospitals, didn't overwhelm our system despite having 100,000, you know, hundreds of thousands of cases per day. We're still, we're able to maintain our hospitals in a good shape. We have not stopped doing emergency procedures. ICU was not overwhelmed. We still have another 2,000 beds of ICU that we have not used. So it, it, it didn't get to the worst case scenario. Um, 
so it seems like Omicron is, is that thing that helps us maybe get to the endemic stage, which basically means that Corona is something that lives around us um, mm. and we live with them. You get a bit of a runny nose and you, you're fine. But we don't know what the, this pandemic would bring next, you know, uh, around the corner. You can't see around the corner. It might turn up to be normal waves and we just get small waves of patients in certain areas and everyone can live with it. Or we might end up with a new variant. It's very hard to predict um, what, what viruses do. Uh, especially if, let's say, 40% of the population of the world in Africa and Asia and, and, and South Africa, South America have not been vaccinated. So there is always a chance that variants can happen again. Um, but I think we will get to that point where we go back to normality and there is no restrictions. Whether we will have more restrictions imposed if we have other waves or not, that's very hard to, to predict for the future, but probably we will. Uh, so we've got to be adaptable, so simple as that. Um, really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. You have a good day. Thank guys. you very much, Ziad. Uh, cheers. Then. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Ziad Bazzuni there. Um, and uh, yeah, really worth doing that, Boz. Good idea. Um, glad we yeah. did it. And uh, uh, thank you to all the doctors, not just Ziad, but all the doctors, nurses, everyone in the health service. Nurses, everyone. Uh, in Australia, everyone in the UK, around the world, doing an incredible job uh, while we yeah. just sit in an airless room talking nonsense. Exactly right. Um, uh, Puts everything are, in perspective. They are the real heroes. Max and Boz, uh, with you till six. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. A summer Drive on SEN. Here's Guess Who with Nilex Misting Systems. Water like a Nilex, but available at Bunnings. What we do know is it is a woman who's in entertainment on terrestrial TV, but not at the moment under the age of 50. Boz, your question. Uh, <laughs> it's important that the two of you play this game properly otherwise we'll, well be here we forever are, we we are, can... I'll pass the question I haven't got any other questions I really can't what think do you mean you haven't got any other questions wonderful. What, what other areas of entertainment are there what, what, what areas um, of entertainment are there well there's plenty is she, is she in film like when I say film like Ooh. TV shows documentaries TV okay yeah like what like what type of what type of TV, TV show TV films or series TV oh. series Series, good. Yeah, what type of series could you have? Oh, Big well, in Australia. Neighbours, like things like that. Yes! So God, that's a great question. We're going to get so oh. close to this after the news and sport. Oh. Five o'clock, Mark Bosnich. It's oh. getting close in Guess Who? It's extraordinary. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Summer Drive on SEN with thanks to the Hyundai Staria Load. It fits in everything. And Blundstone, back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price. Toby, with you, in your big boots, in your Hyundai, driving us around the whole of Australia. Uh, welcoming listeners, Boz, uh, to uh, this program from SEN Track. I've been staring at horses all day. Now they're listening to us. Boz is waving at you, uh, which is helpful Hi. on the wireless. Atherton, Brisbane, <laughs> Darling Downs, Ingham, King Garoy, Nanango, as well. Is that correct, Gibbo? We've done all right with those. You happy with those? Yeah, thumbs up. Good. You've stopped talking as well. That's great. Waving and thumbs up. This is emoji hour, by the way, uh, here on yeah. SEN, as well as SEN track listeners in Griffith, Central Coast, the Illawarra, all farmers of Australia unite and listen to SEN. Guess what, Boz? Mm hmm. Are you okay? Are you all right? Is, uh, you, yeah, you I'm listening. I'm listening to you. I'm, 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 I'm practicing listening because I don't think. 
I don't think, uh, like I said to you at the start, like my dad said when he texted yeah. in, that I listen to yeah. you enough. I interrupt him, so I'm listening. Oh, you're a good man. Uh, Brendan, by the way, thinks it's Sandra Scully. Uh, Zach, is it Delta Goodrum? No, uh, neither of those. And guess who? Now the listeners joining in the craze that's taking over Australian broadcasting. <laughs> it's time for the Hyundai Dealer of the Week. And it's Jason Ho and his team at Alto Hyundai. Alto Hyundai are open for business, ready to get you into a brand new Hyundai Staria load with a $1,000 bonus for ABN holders. Contact Jason Ho and the team at altohyundai.com. Hyundai, it's different in the UK, .com.au to test drive your new Hyundai Staria load today. They're in Artaman near Chatswood. Do you remember Artaman? Uh, yes. But it's different in the UK too. Um, do you remember, Boz, when you, uh, you me and Jason uh, from Altai, Alto Hyundai, we got in one of his Hyundais and we drove all the way up the east. We went up to Cape we Tribulation. Did. Do you remember that trip, the three of us? That we had a, an absolute beautiful. It was a wonderful beautiful. trip. Wonderful what trip. a beautiful wonderful time trip. it was. And do you remember when he... He did that spear fishing and he went in, hey, Jason, he just, because we didn't have anything to eat that evening. No, and all no. the restaurants were closed up in Cape Trib. The Hyundai had yep. taken us there. It was such yep. a smooth ride. It was perfect. And he yep. just said, don't worry, lads. He got one of his spears out of the boot of his car and he just walked straight into the Great Barrier Reef and he just spearfished a barracuda, came back, took the barbecue out of the Staria load, which fitted very easily, may I yeah. say. He yeah. turned it on, got the grill going, and then he cooked us the sweetest barracuda I've had in he my did, life. He did, for breakfast as well. I thought it was absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, It was so marvellous, wasn't it? So thank you to yeah. Jason. Uh, it's yeah. really I remember good I told him as well, be careful of sharks, but he wasn't scared at all. He just went straight in He there. wasn't bothered. He just poked one in the eye, didn't he? He said, That's and he, just, he knew them all. This is he what was, you do. Yeah, he was like the shark whisperer. He would actually, he you was, know, like he did he that. He did that thing with the two fingers and the with the middle yeah, fingers yeah, down. Yeah, the crocodile done the two outer thing, fingers yeah. out. You know that kind yeah. of thing. And he just and he caught he 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 knew the names of the shark. Interestingly, yeah. quite quite banal names: Jeff and Brian and Nigel. Yeah. Those the three the two bull sharks and the great white. And uh, and he just he just calmed them down and they just swam away. Yeah, that was a wonderful moment. So uh, so there yeah. we're. Thank you to Jason Jason Hope for thanks Jason uh, uh, being the. Uh, he and I did for the week. breakfast too. Uh, this week, and thank you for the Barracuda. It was really that was marvelous. Great. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk to Sean Ormond uh, from Sports yeah, Bet? Do you want to do some more guess who? Uh, we'll talk to Sean yes. Ormond then. Sports Bet with mates. Start your group bet together. Share the moment. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Shawnee, welcome. Good afternoon, boys. Can I just say straight off the mm -hmm. top, you know, a, yeah. a, a weaker, a lesser man would have crumbled. He had every excuse under the sun to not dial in, not be a part of the show, Bozza. I tip my hat to you, my friend. A courageous, oh. courageous effort today. He's a modern-day uh, hero. Alas, Gibbo, your 15 minutes will have to wait. But when that day comes, I'm sure you'll do a stellar job, mate. You'll be brilliant. You'll be Thanks, brilliant. Thank Shawnee. you very much. Really appreciate it. That. You've been one of my fans from day one, Shawnee. Oh. And look, I'll remember you'll be my co-host. Don't forget that, would, mate. Hey, listen, Thank you. Am I, I think, was I breaking up listen, there, lads? Well, no, I was think, I think, you know, Shawnee's also got potential. But Gibbo, don't. Don't like don't make promises like that at this stage, right? Because <laughs> because no. you just don't know. You two might have a you might fall out over some sort of diff. You know, you might have some editorial ethical differences. There are many. Just just don't don't, don't give out big offers like that at this stage, Gibbo. You know, keep your cards close to your chest. Otherwise, Shawnee will start phoning it in for this segment, and we really need him at his best. <laughs> no, we'll be doing the graveyard shift, uh, 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Shawnee will be good for that. I know he will. That's that's it. Yeah, you've seen me do my best at that time of the, uh, that time of the night, Gibbo, and I've seen you, seen you do likewise, mate. Um, you probably all remember when I hosted BBC London Overnights in 2006. Yes, I do. 
And uh, I like to listen uh, once, to late night radio. I think you yeah, hear all the good. good things that you don't hear normally. Once they uh, they gave me two <laughs> producers, right, and we only had one for the overnight. It's not an overstaffed shift, and so I went and got a tin of beans. And I put one of the producers in another room and I just got him to count the beans and we just faded him up occasionally. So we were just doing the show as is and then just put, was, got, we should get Gibbo doing this one day because honestly, it was <laughs> gripping. It was just like, we're chatting away and he just fade up a man going, 136. And people were guessing it was like sweets in the jar. You know, that quiz you play. Honestly, it was the best radio I've ever done. And then a woman in leather trousers took me to a cafe, a bit like Jerry Maguire. And she said, you're never going to work at this radio station again. But I was in a busy cafe, so I couldn't yell and scream. It was very upsetting. And then she moved to Norfolk and I got the breakfast show and the rest is history. Shorty, what are we talking to you about anyway? You might have just uncovered a new betting market there, counting the beans. I might, uh, I might oh, yeah. claim that one. Just take, one. That, take that to the powers that be. Uh, let's start with the uh, with the A-League tonight, boys. Obviously, we don't usually spend a lot of time on soccer during my updates, but with you, lads, at the helm, you know, a little bit soccer-centric. Has it been too much soccer or, an, or, no, or you know, no, stick so. to, you know? You found the. I reckon you found the right balance, just enough for me. I, I like the world game. I love so that word. Doing me, uh, doing me good. Mm, very well balanced. That's okay. one of your words, Boz. I stole that from you. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, we? the Western Sydney, tonight. yeah, Western Sydney Wanderers, Perth Glory tonight. Yes, that's correct. Don't ask me for a tip because I tipped the car for last night and they somehow scraped into the two-all draw. Probably uh, mm-hmm. didn't deserve that much. But the Wanderers, they're a dollar ninety. Look a bit uh, short, if you ask me, given everything that's gone on the draw. Three dollars seventy. Perth Glory. They're big outsiders. They were $4 about 15 minutes ago, but are seeing a bit of money. Uh, no probably surprises there. Punters are keen on them, giving everything that's happened to Wanderers. They're now $3.75. Not sure I could go anywhere near the ninety for the Wanderers, boys. Can I ask this question, yeah, well, Boz? Perth, um, Perth Glory, Perth Glory yeah. got four or five players out because of COVID, so that's pro- I would say that would be the mm. reason why. And we had these questions yeah. um, uh, at the start of the show. Um, uh, this one says, Hi, Boz. Once again, the suits at uh, Western Sydney Wanderers have let the fans down. No chanting or a capo? I don't know, a capo is something you stick to a guitar. What is that? Stand allowed uh, at the game tonight. It's allowed in all other fixtures. Um, what's that about? What do you mean you can't chant at a football well, match? Well, I, I don't what, know. What I've, I've, got a tweet, I've got a tweet that's very similar to say, it's talking about the active support. And that was one of the things that I was talking about that was a, a point of difference for our game, which, was, which made it so colourful. And like I said, it's, it hasn't really returned to the levels that it was. And somebody tweeted me to say that, that the RBB, which is the active support of Western Sydney Wanderers, have basically been been banned. That that's I mean right. somebody may be what? able to clarify are they what are, that. Are they sort of ultras? What are they? What, yes. I mean, what are, yeah, right. correct. But we're, and we're, did they we're behave themselves? To, did they behave themselves? Well, the vast majority of time they do. There have been occasions, unfortunately, when they let off flares, which is illegal. Um, right. But uh, but that's a, the very few and far between. But the vast majority of time they're, they're exceptional. Not only them, but the active fans from all the clubs. Sure. Uh, and we'll actually get to, we'll get the lawyer, a friend of mine, who actually represented all the active fans um, in in their case, just for you know to to have a, a fair right of appeal about five years ago. But uh, we'll interview him tomorrow just to find out okay. what's going on because right. are we going to sue someone? a bit of a stretch for an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, one of the point of difference for for the league here, uh, uh, definitely, as you know, all around the world, was uh, you know the, the singing and the chanting of the fans, and that's pretty Gotta much disappeared it. as well. Got to have it. Uh, Sean, it is your section. Apologies again. Uh, for, for, <laughs> that was Max. Sorry, Sean. For, yeah, it was my fault. Normally, Boz's fault, yeah. but my fault. Um, the Super Bowl. A few special markets yes. already, uh, already coming up. Coming up. Yeah, I don't mind a little break in this segment. I can just go off, make a little cup of tea, and then uh, resume, the, uh, resume the position. Yeah, yeah Super yeah. Bowl. Still a couple of weeks away. Updated you guys after the, the two sort of prelim matches on Monday. LA Rams firmed up 
Uh, a slight touch, dollar forty-eight, probably to be expected. The Bengals, they're the outsiders, two dollars sixty-seven. But as you uh, led to, a lot of prop markets for this game, such as first offensive play of the game, is one of the most first downs. You name it, we've got it. We're still waiting on uh, the all-important halftime entertainment show markets, though. They're uh, a short Ooh. while away, so jump on, jump on the sports bet app. Stay tuned for those. Always a lot of fun can be had. What 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 how what can you bet on the half time like who's doing it or like how long they'll sing for or you know who's going to do a medley with who will it be Coldplay and Dua Lipa uh, with a, you know yeah. backing vocals from Mark Bosnich and and you know Al- four along other along those lines right. <laughs> please no more singing from Bob please uh, you know <laughs> so we already know we already know who the entertainment is it's going to be a, a bit of an all star cast we've got Dr yep. Dre Snoop Dogg uh, a few other sort of R and B uh, people chiming in. Eminem, he's going to be there. So we already know that, but there'll, there'll be stuff like number of songs, first song, uh, that sort of stuff. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled on the sports bet app. There'll be there'll be plenty of markets for that. Always a lot of fun. And what else oh. we got, Sean? What other odds? Well, I want to go a bit left to centre. Let's go Winter Olympics. Now, I want yes. to get a little bit fruity. I want to get a little bit fruity with some of the events here. It's only once every four years we sort of get to really enjoy this. Now, we've got all... All the uh, all the markets up. But let's just go through a couple. We've got the bobsleigh, the curling. Now we spoke a bit of curling. Was it yesterday or maybe we did, the day yes. before? Thanks for listening. Yeah, man. our mixed curling team is actually playing the Yanks tonight, and it looks like we're in with a bit of a sniff according to the odds. We're two dollars twenty-five. Slight outsiders, the Aussies. Probably not in our wheelhouse curling, but we seem to be thereabouts. Uh, what about the skeleton? I want to I want to talk some skeleton. Now these people are absolute lunatics, mm. uh, and we've got an actual chance in the Aussies women. Uh, women's skeleton, Jackie Narricot. She's only $10 to win gold there. So we can all get behind Jackie when she's flinging down that mountain head first. They are, they are lunatics, uh, those guys. We don't all want to get behind because she'll bring up too much momentum. If we all got on the skeleton, <laughs> it would be... It would be a risk. It would be a health risk. I'd certainly slow her down, given uh, given my state of, uh, of fitness at the moment. That's correct. Okay, you struggling, Shawnee? Do you need a regime? What's going on? Oh, I'm not not sure full regime is needed, but I've been in a pretty good paddock just over the Christmas New Year period. It gets me every year, but mm-hmm. you know it's it's almost the re- the reverse preseason for me. But we're you know we're only a few weeks away from the footy season, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really step things up. No, I should hope so. Yes, Boz, were you? Do we going to ask a question? I have a question. No, 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 no. I was just I was just thinking about uh, how <laughs> how knowledgeable Sean was about the Winter Olympics. I know it's his job, but I'm just uh, you know I'm just being and then. Yesterday, when we had your, your mate Kieran on, I said, and what about some of the other events like ice skating? And he went, well, I don't really know about those. Okay, He's so a human a rights lawyer, Bob. Olympics. <laughs> He's not an expert in who, who's in the two-man Bob. My question is this. Uh, Snoop Dogg, in the, I don't know if this came to Australia, but in the UK, he, did, he sang the advert mm. for Just Eat. What are the odds on yeah. that being his opening song? Uh, I, don't, I don't know most I, of his repertoire. But if he sang the Justin yeah. advert, that would be quite punchy, wouldn't it? At the start of the I reckon, I reckon you might get a, I reckon you might get a decent price for that. He's also done that over here for I think it might have been Menu Log. Uh, mm, I think maybe that's for the same a thing. large sum yeah. of money. Yeah. yeah, it could be the same thing. Yeah, I think he, there's rumours that he copped one or two million for that. So if he's getting that for a menu log ad, God knows what he's getting for a Super Bowl halftime show. Too yeah, smart. That's true. Snoop Doggy Dogg. I was the voice. Mm. I was the voice of Gaviscon uh, uh, for many years <laughs> in the United Kingdom. People said actually being the voice of an indigestion remedy was quite appropriate for me. I don't, I, but I didn't get a million. It was. Do you know what? Not a bad earner, really. And the funny got thing close was, to that. Um, yeah. the funny thing was that uh, in Ireland, it, it, in the UK, it was called Gaviscon Double Action. And in Ireland, it was called Gaviscon Extra. But they'd always forget for me to do that bit 
of the voiceover. So like mm. a cup every three months, I'd have to go into a you know a voiceover booth in the middle of town and just sit down at a microphone and say extra and then leave. And that was like my day's work. <laughs> it was really good. It was no, you know. Money, money per word. It was even better than SEN. Extraordinary. Uh, anything else you want to well, discuss, Shawnee? Elisa, 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 yes? Elisa was injured. Elisa was injured. Not constipation, mate. That's, uh, that's, that's that, yeah, it's I, a good result. I'm, op- I'm open. I'm open to. I'm happy to advertise laxatives <laughs> in Australia. I'm just putting it out there because they're an important part. It's all science. Important part. You know, if you need them, you it need is. them. And if anyone's had a colonoscopy, you know they can really work because that is the day before. <laughs> Straight down the hatch, isn't it? Wow, it's Give extraordinary. You better get a grip of this conversation, please, mate. <laughs> um, Sean, anything else you'd like to talk to us about, or would you like you can go no, away now think, if you want to? Uh, yeah, on on the uh, let's leave it on colonoscopies, and I'll just uh, sign out. All the best, boys. We'll chat soon. Thank uh, you, Sean. All the best to you, please, Sean. Sports bet with mates. Uh, start your group bet mm. together. Share the moment. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Um, yeah. So after the break uh, is the drive quiz. Thanks to IMAR Insurance. Today's winner goes through to Friday's grand final. We still haven't got to grips with the exact uh, uh, whether we're allowed to or not. Just give away all the money in Boz's pocket. Um, mm. But up for grabs. Pillows, <laughs> boots, two, two. Yes, what, Boz? Yes. Nothing, nothing is laughing. That's, it. That's okay. <laughs> Two pillows, thanks to Spinalese. Visit spinalese.com.au. Pair of Blundstone 987 stone boots. Um, that's not what they weigh, by the way. They're not 987 stone because that would really be to get around town would be tough, wouldn't it? It's just the name of the boot. Yeah. Um, uh, the question, if you want to take part in the uh, quiz, is uh, who did the Socceroos draw to last night? Call now 1300 01 1170 to join the drive quiz. Who did the Socceroos draw to? Uh, draw with, I would say. Who do they draw, draw with? with? Yeah, draw uh, with. Call now, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy to join the drive quiz. Five simple questions. Your chance to get into the grand final on Friday. We don't know who's hosting on Friday because Boz and I are going to be sacked by then. That is the plan. Uh, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Gibbo, a question for you. Yes. Um, have we got time to do a couple more minutes of guess who? Oh no, I think we got to go to the quiz, Max. Why? Why is no, that? What's no, that? we don't. A couple we more don't. minutes. Well, Bozzer was nearly getting to it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the po- whole point. We were close. Well, it's, well, it's, na- neighbors. Yeah. Did you say neighbors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a woman from neighbors. She's, un- she's under 50. Uh, uh, does she reside in the UK at the moment? Oh, that's a good question. I think she might do. Let me just check that. Let me just, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't have her address, but that's, it's possible. Uh, yes. Yeah. Has she got a famous sister as well? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. No. Okay. Well, that's not the one I'm thinking of then. then pass well, who do you on. think it was? Well, I was going to say Danny or Kylie Minogue, yeah? No, it's not the Minogues. Okay. Yeah, a bit later on in the... I reckon they're both over 50 as well, the Minogues. Gibbo? I don't think so. Uh, is it Jesse Spencer? Oh, who's that one? Oh, is it... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, mate, you're answering. You're playing guess who. Yeah, you're who's Jesse Spencer? Answer. Which one's Jesse Spencer? Is that Billy? Oh, yeah, would somebody Billy. please that's text Billy. in and that's, tell us what this that's is? That's the guy who like, went to Chicago is, yeah. Hope. No, he's a man. It's a woman. It's a woman. Boz, your question. Um, it's really tough. This bit. Does she do any other type of entertainment, like yes. actual, like proper movies and and that as well that you go to the cinema? Well, and okay, so not necessarily movies, but what other types of entertainment are there? What can you do as well as act? You could do yeah, something singing. else. Yes, singing. Yes. All right. Come on, give our help us here. Is it Nikki Whelan? She's a singer. Who? Nikki Whelan. No. 
listen, this is you know, this is part of your heritage, the two of you. This isn't, are, though. This is, isn't a part of our heritage. I feel like the only heritage. people who watch Neighbours in this country <laughs> are, next, are people from the UK. <laughs> Let's talk about battlers of the 2000s of NRL, and I think we might get some texts in. What? Why does anybody? Nobody wants to talk about that, do they? On this, no, I don't you sent me something's that. happened in NRL this today, which is wonderful news, isn't it? Anyway, the IMAR yeah. quiz. Uh, if you guess who that is, by the way, you don't win a prize, but you'll get the honour of the nation. The IMAR quiz: two pairs of pillows, thanks to Spineleads. Visit spineleads.com.au. Pair of Blundstone nine eight seven stone boots for the win of the grand final on Friday. If you want to qualify, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Who did the Socceroos draw with last night? Easy question to start you off. Win as many call. If you're thinking about calling, you think maybe I won't, maybe I will. Call us now because it makes our ego grow if we get a thousand calls. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. The quiz is next. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. A summer drive on SEN. So if you want to qualify for the Armar quiz, uh, who did the Socceroos, Socceroos draw with? Last night, uh, the phone number one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. One more space to join the quiz one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. But Boz, before that, we were playing a wonderful game of guess who. It yeah. stumped you, Mark Bosnich, right. Australia's greatest ever goalkeeper. It stumped so, Gibbo, up and coming, mid twenties. Natalie Basingwaite. Sure, say say that again. No, Natalie, no, it's not. It's Basin, not uh, Natalie Imbruglia. It is Natalie and Brulia. Well yeah. done to all the people who texted in. <laughs> Fox in Putney. Yeah, what a song that is. Uh, loads of people got it on the text. A lot of people thought it was Holly Valance, but no, it was Natalie and Brulia. And thank you to this text message, Anonymous, that says, can you end this quiz with a shotgun please? <laughs> move on. We will move on. But that's how, look, contractually, we are obliged to play Guess Who? And that's how we played it. The answer was Natalie and Brulia. The fact I can't, it's not my fault that the people I'm in this room with, Gibbo, who's telling me to move and hurry up for some reason, and Mark Bosnich, didn't know the, their own cultural heritage. What am I to do? Hey, it's time for the IMAR quiz. Join the queue by calling one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Time for this. The SEN Drive Quiz for IMAR Tradies Insurance. Get an instant quote and pay the premium at imar.com.au or call one three IMAR. They're the tradies, mate. Yeah, the dry quiz for IMAR Tradies Insurance. Get an instant quote. Pay the premium at imar.com.au or call 13IMAR. Gibbo, who's the first caller, please? We've got Brendan from the Oaks. Hello, Brendan from the Oaks. Hello, Brendan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good thanks. How's your day? Yeah, going all right, mate. Going Solid. All right. What would it mean to you yeah, to no, qualify for play. the final to win and two pillows and some boots? Sounds good. Yeah, you sound buzzing for this. Uh, question, question one, Brendan. Who did the Socceroos draw with last night? A man is the correct answer. One from one. He's here on business. It's Brendan for the yeah. quiz. Question two: Who are Sydney FC playing on Friday night? Oh. Um. Yep. Do you want a clue? Uh, Wanderers. Do you want a clue? Yeah. Oh, Gibbo, what are the rules? Can I give him a clue or does no, he move on? No, he's already said Wanderers. we go to Adam from Dulles Hill. Adams. Uh, Adam's the next caller. Hey, Adam. G'day. How are you? Yeah, good very thanks, good. Adam. Thanks. Are you? are you more or less excited about this quiz than Brendan? 
I'm very excited. Ah, oh, good man. Who is Sydney FC playing on Friday night? Adelaide United. Correct yes. answer. Question three. Where is Mark Bosnich broadcasting from? <laughs> uh, studio. Oh, dear. Uh, I mean, that is... Well, you think... What, what you're saying, Gibbo, that's... You're saying that's a correct answer? It seems completely incorrect to me. His home well, studio. Te- te- his home yeah, studio. Oh, studio. he's dragged it. He's good. pulled it out very of the bag good. there. That's very, very smart. Good. You could call it home studio. Um, Boz's question, question four. It'll probably be about Russian history from the 1400s. <laughs> uh, question four. Uh, I will ask, uh, which club in the A-League is the most successful of all time, i.e. the one who's won the most grand finals? The gentleman we had on before plays for them. Okay, this to qualify for the grand final. It's a huge moment in all of our lives. Question five is my question. Which dog fell down a manhole in Neighbours in the (laughs) mid-90s? I was hoping for a football question, but I would not have a clue for that one. Oh, we're going to give you a football question, Max. Come on. Okay, you can do a football. What do you want? which which, Which type of football do you want? Football, the uh, Premier League football. Yeah. Premier League. The Premier League. Okay. The yeah. round ball game. Uh, Go on then, Boz. Premier League. Yeah. Uh, um, which club has won, like, since it went from the first division back in 1992-93 and into the Premier League, which club has won the most Premier League titles? Manchester United. Yes. Well done. Great victory. Yes. Bouncer fell really? down the manhole, by the way. I'm learning that no one in Australia watched Neighbours but it's a huge moment it was a dog he fell down a no, manhole it was Bouncer it was a... he also had a dream once Bouncer it was a great episode anyway congratulations thanks so much for playing thank you uh, we're back thank in a minute much, doing Adam. something else Summer Drive on SCN thanks to Hyundai uh, the all new Hyundai Staria Load fits in everything in Blundstone uh, back to work with Blundstone and Toby Price uh, in a second. Thanks to mate award-winning Aussie service mobile plans from $20. We'll talk to the Scottish football writer Stuart Weir ahead of a massive Celtic Huge. Rangers game. Uh, it is live on the SEN app around Australia. Yep. Um, and Postacoglu Celtic face Rangers in the Glasgow Derby. Kickoff 6.45 a.m. tomorrow on the SEN app. Obviously, we can watch it on the TV, the volume down, and listen on the SEN app. Before we yeah. chat to Stuart Weir, let's, have, uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu talking about uh, the crowds at the Glasgow Derby. Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, our, our supporters got denied last year witnessing a derby and didn't get to the first game uh, this year. So um, I reckon we'll have an excited uh, group of people behind us uh, tomorrow night. Will you take a moment to, to let that sink in? Because there was a stage and we thought maybe we wouldn't have fans at all for this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I was you know, I was pretty outspoken at the time that these games deserve to be played in front of full houses and I'm definitely going to take it in. I mean, it's it's why we do what we do. I'm old enough now to, to appreciate that um, one day all this will be gone, so uh, I'm not going to miss a moment of it. Uh, the build-up, the, the game, uh, hopefully it's a good outcome. Uh, let's talk to the Scottish football writer, Stuart Weir. Stuart, how are you doing? Good morning, here are we? Yeah, morning, excellent. Thanks Stuart. very Good much. Thank uh, uh, Mark Bosnich was me, with me as well, Stu. Um, I, I, and they're talking about the crowds uh, at Celtic Rangers. And for anyone who hasn't gone to one of those games, they are... And it's interesting, we were talking about uh, the crowds sort of being sanitised in the A-League earlier in the show and fans not allowed to chant and, and weird things like that, which to somebody who's experienced this game will sound ridiculous because it is extraordinary, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, unless you were to employ some kind of UN peacekeeping force um, to, to, you know, keep the, keep the fans on their best behaviour, I don't think we've got a hope in hell's chance of ever stopping fans chanting or singing at uh, a game like this. But, um, you know, I have to say, over the years, um, things have become a bit more tolerable in terms of what is chanted or what is said at these games. I'm not saying it's completely um, safe for people under the age of 13, but the fact of the matter is it's, uh, it's improved a hell of a lot over the last decade or so. There and is Stuart a real... About, uh, Carry on, sorry. boss. Go on, Max. No, I was just going to say, Stuart, talking about improvement, uh, if we go back to the first Old Firm clash at the beginning of the season when Rangers won in Ibrox, even though Celtic had their chances, but the improvement from uh, Celtic since then has been absolutely phenomenal. And tomorrow's a real pivotal game considering the results on the weekend. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on there, Mark. I, I think, you know, old firm games, as they would say, um, you know, only an idiot would predict the outcome. I think it'll be a 1-1 draw myself. But, um, <laughs> you know, there, there, is nothing, there is nothing in terms of uh, form or previous form or personnel anything like that that gives you a, a, an incline or an insight into what might happen once the game starts. What, what I would say would be to reiterate what um, you have alluded to there is that, that Celtic under Ange Postacoglu have really come on to a game and they're a team that are, you know, they're, they're good to watch. It's uh, a sort of traditional Celtic side, if you like, that they like to attack, they like to go forward, and they, they, they basically work on the theory that if we score more goals than you, we win the game. We don't really care if we concede maybe one, two, we're still going to score more than you. And so from that side of things, Celtic fans are, are well pleased with how the team are performing, but also the fact that they're watching a team that are very easy on the eye. Um, it, it's interesting, the obsession with Postacoglu here in Australia, Stuart. I, I, I can't tell you how desperate people are for him to succeed. And he has done so incredibly well. The football he's got them playing, the recruitment as well, bringing in players that I'd never heard of, I, I don't know if you had, who have hit the ground running, uh, players he bought before the season and players he bought in the window as well. If he managed to win the title this year, what kind of achievement would that be? It'd be a sensational achievement. You know, sometimes I think in football we are, are quite um, parochial and quite conservative with a very small C. Um, you know, in terms of where we look um, outlook-wise or in terms of fresh personnel or players, and you can tell that Ange Postacoglu has probably watched a number of the players that he has imported from Japan and said, you know, I'd quite like you uh, in, in my team. Maybe didn't get to the, that stage whilst he was in Japan, but he's moved on to pastures new and he's able to call upon his own personal experiences then to improve the Celtic team. And I think, you know, to a man, the guys that have come in from Japan have excelled. They've been really good. Um, they've fitted in well. Um, and, and what is, of course, a very, very you know strange, strange 
country uh, compared to what they're used to. But in the case of Ange Postacoglu, somebody somewhere has to, you know, push the boat out and, you know, expand into pastures new. We've seen it with loads of players, Mark being one of them. You know, Craig Moore was it was it Rangers, um, Mark Viduka, guys like that have have come to the UK and been stars. I think it was only a matter of progression that eventually a coach would come. And and whilst people didn't know the name, didn't recognise the name, you know, as I did, I only need to ask a few of the people that I knew in football from Australia what this guy was like. And to a man, they said he was the real deal and that he would make Celtic into a very, very good team. And that's exactly what he's done. And, and again, if he can make it in Scotland, I'm, I'm not uh, saying that he should be looking for a part, you know, again, for a, a new club um, or a, a, new, a new job quite yet. But if he makes it at Celtic, it can only stand him in good stead should he want to go elsewhere, especially like some England. Yeah, I think it will stand him in great stead, Stuart. I think you spoke, and that's what I was just about to ask you as well. We know when he signed, it was it was a one-year deal. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, with an option for both sides after the year. Um, what do you think the Celtic board are going to do about that? Well, I th- I, if I was them, I'd be doing it before the end of the season. But what do you think the, the situation will, will how it will pan out? Yeah, I, I think it's become almost uh, the, 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 the kind of done thing at Celtic just now that managers have agreed to one-year deals which are actually one-year rolling contracts. So even at the end of your one year, you still have another year at the end. I think that, that came back to the, the time when they, were, they had guys joining up on long-term contracts and then having to be paid off uh, at a not inconsiderable sum. But uh, I, I think um, Ange Postacoglu may be the guy to buck that trend. I think Celtic, you know, as I say, the fans are enjoying what they're seeing. It, it can't have been lost on the board at Celtic that this guy has done really, really well up until now. The big thing is, of course, um, when it comes to winning trophies, and while Celtic have already claimed the League Cup, the big trophies are the Scottish Cup and especially the um, the Premier League. And this this year is the year that if you really want to make a mark as a Celtic manager uh, or as a Rangers manager, this is the time to do it because whoever wins the league goes directly into the group stages of the Champions League. That means that you're earning probably in excess of 30 million quid, which for any club is a, a you know a, puts a Gives you gives you some real purchasing power going forward. So there's a lot at stake this season, and even going into this one match uh, later on tonight. Um, obviously, the, the talk in Australia is mainly about Postecoglou. There are two teams playing in this game, and Rangers are actually uh, two points ahead of Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rangers are two points ahead, and they've signed Aaron Ramsey on loan, which it's very hard to know which Aaron Ramsey they're getting. But if he is at the top of his game or anywhere near it, that is a brilliant signing from from Juventus for Rangers, isn't it? Max, there's a a bit that says that if the real Aaron Ramsey was available, he wouldn't be at Rangers. (laughs) That's a fair question. If you see what I mean. Yeah. You know, if this guy was a a, a 100% fit and, and guaranteed to be a starter, regardless of where he was coming from, I doubt very much of his first port of call after leaving Juventus would have been Rangers. Um, there, there, there's a lot of chat, of course, over over here 
about what the deal was. Um, firstly, as I say, Aaron Ramsey has ended up in Glasgow when you would have thought there might have been more than a, a few um, English clubs interested in him. But um, the deal that's constructed, he is in four, £400,000 a week. Now, you can do a hell of a lot with £400,000, um, you know, and, and not necessarily employ Aaron Ramsey. And and the thing is, there is so much speculation about what the deal actually, you know, entails. Are Rangers paying a quarter of that? Or are they only paying £10,000 of that? Or are they basically, have they given Juventus two goldfish in a balloon and said, <laughs> um, let's do a deal? You know, I, I think there is as much intrigue in the deal as there is in seeing Aaron Ramsey playing. He, he apparently will not be in, involved in this match. It's come too soon for him. He last, we last started the game for Wales in mid-November, um, and it's not as if he's been asked by a couple of his mates to come down to the five-a-sides and see how he's feeling. Um, there's a lot, you know, a lot at stake in terms of credibility, bragging rights, and of course, uh, league points. So he'll probably watch from the stand. But I think even seeing him in the stand will encourage his uh, his teammates to put in a bit of a performance. And they'll have to if they're going to take anything out of this game. But that was Stuart Weir. Uh, uh, thanks to mate. Australia's most satisfied. Morning. Yeah. Uh, NBN customers, internet from just $59. Search mate. Online, and as you say, 6.45 tomorrow morning on the SEN app tomorrow. Uh, so listen to it, and we'll chat about it tomorrow. And the debrief comes next. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Staria Load. It's got loads of everything your business needs to grow. Back to work with Blunstons and Toby Price. Win a VIP Fink Desert Race Adventure. Summer Drive on SEN. Okay, time for the debrief. Um, Gibbo present? Present. Uh, Silent Ben, present. Hello. Uh, Benny. Mark Bosnich present. You, you present, no, Bosnich. Have you told everyone about Ben? How he's taken over? He's been brilliant. Yeah, taken over from. Brooks yeah, no, he's done. A, he's done a sterling job. But we'll go to we'll go to Gibbo first on uh, uh, feedback, the debrief, how you thought the show went today, Gibbo. Yeah, look, uh, a lot of people were obviously going through that Bondi connection, the tunnel. We lost mm. a few people. You know, that's that's something yeah. that we'll debrief in the production meeting, me and Ben. Who- Max, okay, who's that? Who's fault is that? You, Gibbo? Is no, that, that's not, that you? That's mine. That's someone higher up the chain. Hyundai, right, yes. Max. Hyundai. Hyundai. I'm, Hyundai. I'm not too. I'm not too sure as well. Is Hyundai. 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 I'm just. I'm Hyundai. just saying for Max. Think Sunday. Sunday. Hyundai. That's these sort of Hyundai. Sunday. Hyundai. And then Hyundai. Max. Just another yes, thing. Yes. I'm not sure yes. how radio stations like when you talk that you work for other radio stations and get their yeah. number mixed up. But other yeah, than that, that. Bozza, hundred <laughs> percent. Bozza, you killed it today. Yeah, oh, my notes are... I, I, um, I, pre- I appreciate that, but I, I, I must practice what I preach and to say, because we haven't got time today, but um, I did say during that rant that, you know, you need to then say, right, this is where we're going to go and what we're going to do. It's, for me, it's quite simple. And no more no more medium, long-term. Everything, and this is the debrief, because this isn't content for the show. <laughs> yeah. This is just no, how no, the show I'm went. Just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying... We can know, do this tomorrow. Back, so, I will no. If anyone's listening, they'll probably say, "Well, well, what do we do, Boz?" And I say, "Well, yes, I I appreciate that point. And tomorrow or Friday, I'll be back with that because oh, it's actually good. simpler than what people know. But sometimes the simple things in life are hard to do. As uh, no, as the great Johan Cruyff used to say, he football did, yeah. is a simple game, but it's hard to play simple.'" 
I like the way you said, if anyone's listening. I mean, I hope somebody is, because otherwise it seems a sort of waste of our afternoon, doesn't it? Uh, ben, any thoughts on the programme? Yes. Uh, Bozza, um, when we come out at three o'clock tomorrow to start the show, try and give a stronger opinion next time. Yes, yeah, a um, very good point. That would be. Yeah. And uh, and Max, if we're going to do Guess Who tomorrow, perhaps someone from Home and Away rather than okay. Neighbours. We might, yeah, but I mean that, might I mean, get now a they faster know. response. Okay. Do you think, is that a more popular... Is it more popular program, Home and Away, Ben? I think I, I I've always thought Home and Away more popular in Sydney, Neighbours mm-hmm. more popular in Melbourne. Right. Okay. It's very tribal, isn't it? It is, isn't it? New South Wales and Victoria. <laughs> well, you're very much very similar place. Just have a nice time. You know what's the yeah. problem? Both nice cities. Both have good things. Let's just live and let live. Why don't we bring them together? That's what we could do. That's between great. us. That's great. We can bring the states uh, together know, and just have one uh, big state. Why not? Yeah. That'll be lovely. Well, anyway, I thanks. Think we should have, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the balance of that, Max. I'm on the other side yeah. of the coin. I, I'll, I'll go. I think we should have a war. I think that, that could sort of a lot of things out, too. <laughs> okay, tomorrow the war begins. New South Wales v Victoria. Uh, good luck to both armies. Back tomorrow from three. Another program is next, I presume. I have no information about it. <laughs> Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal... Or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91